Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's happening, weirdos? What a, what a wonderful episode with my friend Luca Jones, the hilarious and talented Luca Jones. Luca Jones! Uh, was that, like, short round? I didn't mean it to be. Is that his name, short round? The guy from Indiana? Anyway, uh, people tell me that they appreciate these intros being short, so this is going to be the shortest one ever. We only have one tour date, and that's going to be August 27th here in Los Angeles at Largo. Uh, you can also get my uh, CD, Nice Try the Devil. That's uh, on Comedy Central. I think you can get it for 5 bucks, which is pretty short. Uh, com to get a t-shirt. And we have a new sponsor. It's called Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the code WEIRD8. Just so you couldn't guess it. It's WEIRD8. It starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for one year. Squarespace has over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. And every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look great on any device every time. That's cool. Uh, it's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has an amazing tech team that works 24-7, and that's all you need to know. Start a trial, and I added, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. That's squarespace.com with the promo Weird 8. Of course, that goes and uh, towards us to help uh, support this show. And uh, that's it. Let's get into Luca Jones, everybody. A wonderful and talented bearded giant of a man, Luca Jones. But now start. <laughs> Why are you sorry? Don't be sorry. This is the seat. Don't be sorry. You're such a sweet man. Oh, my gosh. Here's a hug. We <laughs> both have our aviators. Yes. Right you know here. what? What? Luca, I... Hi. I noticed you had those aviators. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. And I was always like, I don't want an expensive pair of sunglasses, but we went to 10 DGs, you and me. Yeah. And I noticed you just threw them on the table. And yeah. I was like, I guess I guess that's one of the benefits of, a, of an... You can put these on. Is it of an expensive pair of sunglasses, or a not, let's just say a nice pair of sunglasses, Yeah. is that you can treat them like shit. I thought you had to be very precious with them. Well, you know what I mean? Keep them in the case and polish them all the time. But I also think that I'm... Um, <clears throat> Can, do you mind throwing me uh, one of those tissues? Can I get one of those? Th- gross, 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 to, gross, gross. I'm so gross. sorry. <laughs> Thank you. People, oh, it was for your gum? Huge, I had a huge wad of gum in my mouth. You're such a sweetheart. You're sorry that you're like five minutes late. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that's completely reasonable until you put your gum in a tissue instead of just in your hand or putting it on the table. Is that what people do? People do, they do that like, sort of stuff? Like that? Well, they leave it there for later. <laughs> they leave it so oh, it becomes like a tiny mouse brain. That's interesting. You toss that MB right back in your lower cavities. The mouth, the mouth brain. Yeah. Lower cavities? Yeah, you know the, back, ma- the back calves. You know what that makes me think of is I... Uh, Anuses? Makes me think of buttholes. It makes me think of no. It makes me think of um. I had a root canal. Oh on, god! Like one of my back mo on my mo. You don't want motors. it back there. I was just fantasizing about how bad it would be to have dental work in the in the back. I I had like wisdom teeth taken away when it, taken out when I was like uh, in college. But this was this was like a cracked tooth that I thought 
that was so painful and I thought was was gonna was like some kind of rotted too. I was like, this is rotting. I've, yeah. I've made a mistake. Yeah. I haven't taken care of it. No. And I go and they're like, no, 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 you're you know, no cavities, but your your tooth is cracked. And so we have to, uh, you know, we have to like rip it out, and we have to like oh. do all this stuff. And in it was way, like in the way back, in the absolute, the furthest back, and I, I like have it replaced. The thing about asking the front teeth, like, do you have any chipped teeth? And it's like, let me check in the back. We <laughs> got like a store. Yeah. <laughs> that joke got nothing from let me, you. Let me check in the back of the you know store. You know when you ask in the front of a store? Yeah. Okay. No, I. Get it. Oh, you got it. No, I get it. You didn't. Love I it. Like, I feel like the response the response was appropriate, was it not? It was a huge smile. <laughs> it was a huge smile. It wasn't that you were upset or unhappy, but uh, no. it was inaudible. I don't know. Mm. It was inaudible? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I've never noticed the scar. It's the lighting. It looks like you had your third eye removed. I, I, uh, I did not have my third <laughs> eye removed. I uh, still have my third eye. I, um, I, had, uh, I cracked my head open when I was like two years old. Crack teeth, crack head. <clears throat> What's with it all the crack? Fan on a crank. That's Seinfeld, right? <laughs> Was it supposed to be bigger? Is it? Sp- oh Wait, am I doing God. this wrong? Are you supposed to laugh harder at Pete? No, 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 you're doing great. <laughs> Wait, you've got something on your tooth right here. Right what there. is that? You got it. What is it? You got dark? it with your lip. It was dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're eating something. Chocolate. Yeah. That was what it was probably. Yeah. Um, so tell me about having your third eye removed by aliens. I'm sweaty. I'm going to use another one of these tissues. Do you want to turn on this quiet fan? Is that possible? Is that okay? Yeah, we love quiet fans. Thank you. I'm going to I'm going to merge to your energy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to find you. Yeah. Sometimes well, you... I might move around. So I know. Have to, you have to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about, Pete? Um, <laughs> so what happened? What happened to your face? Oh, I was I was with my dad. In suburban Chicago, I know your dad. Where I was a kid, you know my dad. <laughs> Great guy. He's he's he's. Uh, you know him since he died or <laughs> before he died. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, I mean either way, that's cool. I'm just glad that you, somebody knows him still. Yes, yeah. Most of us feel like he's been gone for a long time. When did he die? Uh, in 80, 1987. So I, wow, gosh, I was wow. I was about to turn like I was almost twelve. Okay. Yeah. That I'm sorry. That's a hard time, isn't it? Like a, you're yeah, old enough right. to realize what's going on. Yeah. But too young to like really deal with it, right? I think so. Some yeah. therapy after that, or what are we uh, doing after? Yeah, that? yeah. I've been in therapy since I I was in therapy before that because my parents had been divorced and like I was uh I I like acted out as a kid a lot. Like you acted a fool. Acted a fool. I was pretty pretty angry. Like pretty angry kid. Pretty temperamental. You're yeah. such a sweetie. Well, I guess I, that makes I sense. Well, around you, but like, you know, get me around somebody that makes me regress, and it's horrible. <laughs> sure. Wait, what, what, so uh, I'm, I'm interested in this car, but let's say on that. So you're 12, your, par- your parents are divorced, and you went into therapy at what age? Oh, um, so I went into therapy. My parents got divorced when I was like, uh, let's see, like seven or eight, Wow, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go into therapy right away, but before my dad died, probably like around 10. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I remember because there was this like guy. Like Sally Draper, kid therapy. Like I, I was full curious on, about it. It was full on kid therapy. Like I was, uh, I was, th- I w- it was, gr- it was great. There was this guy, uh, this doctor named uh, Dewey Horner hmm. was his name. Dewey Horner, child psychologist. Yeah, I think he was a psychologist. He must have been a, like um, wow. a therapist of some sort. And he Dewey. Dewey. I love it. It's great. Yes. And I actually started with him when he had an office somewhere that wasn't where it ended up, which was weirdly at my school. And uh, he ended up being like the school therapist or something. And um, But the thing I liked about seeing Dewey most was that he could take me out of school. 
yes. like a class, and we'd go grab a burger down by Denver University, yeah. and a shake, and we'd talk. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd get me in. He'd get me in a place. Where, like if it were on TV, would cut into it mid burger and fries for the yeah. meat of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 he'd right. be like, "So how you feeling, bud? Yeah, <laughs> and he's Great. eating a fry. Is the burger good today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's loosening Just you loosening up. up. And then I know what you're doing, Dewey. I know what you're doing. <laughs> But I don't care because I want a shake and a burger. And you need to let it out. <laughs> well, what you were dealing with as, as a ten-year-old, you were acting a fool, or did they put you in because of the divorce? Uh, I mean, I, I think since I yeah, since I was a kid, I was like a, like younger than ten. I was probably acting a fool. But like, <laughs> thank you for using acting a fool. Yeah. It makes me so happy. No, were no. you a big motherfucker like you are now? I was. A- I was big for. I mean, like I would go in spurts of like being like. I was always pretty big for my age, or whatever. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, the biggest I ever was. Not biggest, but like weirdly, the most weird size Oblong. I ever was yeah. was was when I hit my growth spurt. Uh, like just hit half your body and not the other. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just my just my legs. Oh, mean, <laughs> I was seeing one right leg. Side. And, yeah, right side. What would that do to your like skeleton? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I've been to a museum in Atlanta. That oh yeah, that's actually no, where not, was that? That's not even funny. It actually, isn't probably. funny. It's scary. That's like ru- that's a life ruiner. I if all of a sudden those. you start growing like this, I know your life is done. I forget went romantic to romantic relationships. Ex- forget everything. Forget, everything. forget balance, skiing, water sports. It's all out. Normal human life. Just normal human life and a lot of pain. I went to one of those museums. Where was that fucking museum? Did you? Are you talking about the? Are you talking about those exhibits where they showed like? I went to an exhibit, but it, it, it was a permanent exhibit, okay. so it's a museum of oddities, and it's yeah. a weird oddities. thing. You, you go in, and it's like, look at this huge fucking skeleton, yeah. and they're like, it wouldn't stop fusing to itself, and Jesus there's a photo Christ. of the guy when he's alive, and you're like. What is happening? Jesus like Christ. you'll never see a group of people who didn't believe in ghosts and bad vibes believe in ghosts and bad vibes so quickly. You know, yeah. like as soon as you go in, you're like, "This is wrong. We shouldn't <laughs> be in here. They should have rest." And instead, we're taking pictures. And yeah, we're, shit. we're still making fun of them. Yeah, they thought the sweet release of death <laughs> yes! would, at the very least, make it so that nobody Peace would of the grave. <laughs> and then yeah. they're fucking bones. Then little kids are like. Yes. Yeah, gross. Exactly. Eating the popcorn, but and um, huge colons too. A lot of huge colons. Ugh. I don't need that. My mom, my mom in her library when I was a kid had this book called "Very Special People." Oh no! Um, and it was this makes me think of it. It was just completely full of 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 people who were different. Yes. in very a variety of ways. Always, I mean, always. That's physical. a great title. So it ha- it can't be that old, right? I mean, that seems kind of no. This was actually like from like I mean, it must have been like from the seventies or sixties really? or earlier. Okay, yeah, ahead of the curve. A little ahead of the curve, I yeah. think. And I mean, maybe it was like the jokey title, like special people. What a right, bunch right, of freaks. right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like no. But, but look at these exceptional <laughs> specimens. Yeah. Some sarcastic guy from the <laughs> Bronx. Just laugh <laughs> as they look at these. Like I mean, you know, like the bearded ladies and uh-huh. like the tall, tall guy, the uh-huh. small, small guy. The one that weirded me out sort of the most, but I would I couldn't stop looking at it, was uh, um, at all of them, was um, this guy that had this, like, this little knit cap, um, a regular size head, <laughs> and a torso that was maybe, like, this big. So, like, a couple feet long. Yes. And that was the shape of it, and there were no arms or no legs. Oh, so he was kind of like a little caterpillar guy or something. Wow. And, uh... 
Kids love that, though. I mean, yeah. Kids love oddities. It's, they pain, love... it's painful and interesting. I think, like, it's sympathetically like, oh, God, jeez, but you can't stop looking. Well, it reminded me, I remember, and it remind, reminds me every time I look at stuff like that, of how out of control we are. When you think of, like, your bone growth being an involuntary thing, just an impossible system of cells and molecules and nutrition and just all these signals from your brain being like, grow 0.001 centimeters tonight, and then like being betrayed by that system yeah it, it really makes you feel like your body it makes you just feel like i'm just this thing and i'm growing yeah. just like mold on cheese you yeah, know yeah. what i mean and, and then all of a sudden you go to the doctor and they're like there's this other thing that's been growing it's this tumor the size of a grapefruit in your fucking head or something is like that, that what you do you no. think about those thoughts? well no i have like i have right my dad died when i was 11 so right away like, i was like no, no no he died in a whitewater rafting accident on oh a, my God. a business trip wow yeah, they made a they made a, a I think bad movie uh, out of it. But uh they did. They made an HBO movie with Peter Gallagher and Alan Alda loosely based on it called White Miles. Like back before HBO movies were like always exceptional, you know. <laughs> before they had that meeting. Yeah. All right, like, no more fucking around. Let's do some real good Peter stuff. Peter Gallagher, yeah. he's out. No more Gallagher. <laughs> Wait, here's a weird question. Yeah. Just your dad died, or lots of people died? Because- no, no, no. Uh, five and all died. It was like I think it was like ten or eleven. It was like a, just a bunch of executives, like advertising executives from Chicago. He worked at this. He he was he he was one of them at at at, at this place in Chicago called uh, DDB. I think it's called now, and uh, <clears throat> one of the bigger advertising firms. And they had some of their clients, these like executives from whatever companies they were like sort of representing. Sure. And they're like, Triscuit was there. Yeah, and Nabisco honest, was there. No, yeah. honestly, Nabisco yeah. might have been there. And like, really? Yeah. I mean, like that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Like, and, um, um, uh, and so anyway, yeah, it was like the, the leader of the, the, the sort of president of the office was like, guys, I got a great idea. It's going to bond everybody. Played by Peter Gallagher. I'm not even trying to no, be no, funny. No, no. Was that who Peter Gallagher was? No, no, like the no, main guy? No, Gallagher played somebody that didn't actually exist because they needed somebody in the story, I think, to survive. That uh-huh. was on my in my dad's sort of uh, Isn't, level. That is mind blowing. They yeah. need like it's not a good story. For the story. Like what really happened wasn't a good it, it story. Wasn't good enough, yeah. So they're like, that's terrible. Yeah. Add a Peter Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, let's have somebody live. Like this is what we do. And I, would, and I was like, I would have loved for somebody to live, like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have taken Peter oh Gallagher. God. Is this what happened? Where is he? Um. <laughs> oh my god so they added no, that's how I found out my dad never died was that Gallagher played him and, and then my dad was like fuck and he had to come back I'm like alright fine I've been in contact with HBO I didn't think you'd watch this I'm still around well it is kind of at what point did you watch the film about your father's passing they sent it early a little early to us they like, sent it to you they were it was well I think my mom got got wind of the fact that it was happening somehow maybe we got a letter and she was like well please send us one before it airs or something and, and she she like smartly sort of got it before it was on it was on air and we watched it together as a family and it was it was you know like kind of emotional just because of uh, what it was but it wasn't like the details were necessarily exactly similar. Right. But I do remember, like, watching the river sequence, which is, you know, the sequence in which they died. It was in, like, British Columbia. So the movie is really... That was actually true. Um, The details were changed a little bit. But it it was a a business trip to, like, outside of Vancouver somewhere in this place called, like, the Chilco River or Chilcotin or Chilco River. And, uh, and, um, And so the movie is, like, the setup... And then the obviously the, the the central 
part is like the accident and then there's this court case afterwards which okay. really happened where like people sue like the company for like making like the peop- the the executives feel pressured into you know to going on the trip yeah i mean that was the claim the claim is that like look when you're a senior vice president at whatever place and like the president says like come on to the trip that's like with the clients you don't really get to say no right unless you're fine staying right where you are right you know? right, right, if, right. You have, if you have any ambitions to like continue you have to go on a white water rafting you got to do whatever which they i have to that's imagine like yeah. i don't want to go on a white water rafting trip. I, I i did one after that i don't want to do one now i did one when i was you did one after like a t- like a year. was this therapy or was this someone's yeah, idea dewey horner and i went on it no, no I'm that's gonna... not what happened <laughs> That's I want to see that movie, you and Dewey surviving. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't want to watch. Dewey fell out. I saved him. It yes. felt like I was saving my dad. Yes. I felt all better. Oh, my God. No. The only time he got wetter was when you both cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, wa- I just want uh, that to be somebody's idea. You just did it on your own. You're freestyling your own healing. No, 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 no. It was a total coincidence. It was. I was like a year and a half or so later... I uh, I participated in the summer trip from the school in Denver. Like I lived in Denver. My mom had remarried. Mm. My dad lived in Chicago. We'd moved from Chicago, and uh, um, uh, but 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 we moved before he died. And uh, and so we went on this big cool trip uh, to like Alaska before we, he died. After he died. After he died. Yeah, yeah. Like a year and a half or so after he died, led by a couple of teachers from my school and just a group of kids. Like we took vans from Denver to Alaska. And, uh, like, through, it was amazing. That and is, we, like, the opening line of a book I'd really like to leave. We took vans from, from Denver, Denver to Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. I, I think of opening the, lines a decent amount. That's I a never, good opening I've never line. i in a book. But yeah, like, that's a I'm good opening. Like, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. So you took these vans from Denver yeah. to Alaska. Yeah, and part of it was, like, I think somewhere it was either in, like, I don't know, Montana or, like, or, or, or Canada or Alaska. I can't even remember now. Mm. We we did some whitewater rafting, but did it was they very tell tame. you in the vans that you were going to be going whitewater rafting. I, I'm sure at some point, like I don't know if they told us before we went on the trip. It was right. just kind of like, hey, let's do this, and it wasn't it wasn't dangerous rapids. Right, we did. we did pretty. Although we were like with a group of other people, and one of the people, this woman that was in the raft behind us, fell out of the raft. Mm. We we had to like, she was like coming down the rapids like all by herself, like whoa, and we had to kind of save her. It sounds terrifying. What's I, what's happening right under those waters? I'm not interested in There's it. There's slippery rocks and shit. Oh, God, yeah. It's I just mean, where we shouldn't be. It feels that way. And yeah. then we get in it. Yeah. Like, I feel terrible. First of all, I just have genu- uh, genuine sympathy for your story, of oh, course. Thanks. But I also just hate stories of, like, mountain climbing going yeah. wrong. I'm just kind of like, I'm that lame that's like, uh, we shouldn't too. be there. Uh, me too. You, what are you doing there? Like, into the wild. I'm just like, what were you doing there? I know. Well, that guy fucking was... Fucking get out of there. That guy was a fucking asshole, I think. <laughs> I, and, I watched for, that movie for, and I was like, you're He was asshole. a little bit out. He was out of control and he was like, not... I don't think he was... Enough. Forget about not wanting to, like, I will never jump out of a, you know, plane to skydive. I will never sure. bungee jump. I will never do any of these things because it's so deeply... The anxiety of... of of death and the unnes- and it is so deeply ingrained in me now. I think plus like I get enough fun like right going to the movie at Sunday at the Sundance Theater and like sure like drinking a bunch of Diet Coke or something like that. That's that's fine. <laughs> you realize that's what they say <laughs> when they're in the plane about to jump out. They're like, "Can you imagine if we were just at the Sundance <laughs> oh, Theater drinking Diet Coke? That's what those idiots are doing." <laughs> yeah, and then they jump out and they live. That's right. I get that side of it, but I just don't. 
it, it just it bo- so the idea of being pressured into something like that, as I have in the past, you know, I've I, not whitewater rafting, but some other dangerous thing, rock climbing. I would or never let myself be pressured. It wouldn't even happen. Did that build? Nobody up- could do it. Tom Cruise can say, "Hey, man, yeah. you know, like it, like." It, 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 Tommy C. Tommy C. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to think of the most, like, sort of, like, yes. like a really charismatic person. That, I know. Like, he's that, very persuasive. That immediately you'd be like, oh, my gosh, like. You got to. Why wouldn't I want to hang out with Tom Cruise right. for a day? That yes. seems fun. Like, if he went, like, hey, you know that stuff I did in Mission Impossible, whatever, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to go do it when it comes. I'd be like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. No, uh, but, like. Eat some sushi. Can we do some sushi? Yeah, yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, get out of here. And I'd be like, all right, well, you know. That's right. too bad. I guess what? I'm not meant to hang out with Tom Cruise. I, you could do other things. Yeah. I want what happened, I guess, is is a good question for me. I'm ready to move on from it too, but I just kinda What want, happened I in want, the accident? Yeah, what happened in the accident. Oh, so they were so they were it was like it's very sad. It was the last day uh of their of their trip. And like, they had been rafting? They'd been rafting. Yeah, yeah, they'd been rafting like the day before. They're staying in a cabin, like somewhere you have to take a small plane out to, like really out there, you well, know? Like beautiful, I'm sure. I haven't been there. But uh um, and, uh, and it had been raining so that, so the river was higher than it was normally and yeah. it was like a bit more rough than it was normally. And there's, there is this part of this river called the white mile, <clears throat> which is kind of rough. And they were trying to get over, as I understand it to the side that was like manageable class of rapids. They rate the rapids, you know, mm-hmm. from one to five or six or something. And, uh, and they, but they kept getting, I guess, pulled over to the to the really difficult side that they didn't want to go go to, mm. and so in the midst of trying to get back over, they hit a rock and capsized, and like everybody but one person fell out, and then like half of them died. Oh my god! Uh, so there were like ten people in this raft. I think there was like ten, there were too many, arguably, people also in the raft. I think, but yeah. uh, and it was like I think the idea was like the guy that was running the raft was just some kid, basically, or some like like a local. He was a local, yeah. Running. Did he die as well? No, no, no. He was okay, but like, he. It sounds like maybe he would have like not like done it quite that way, except the high powered. Oh, like my dad's boss was like, "This is how we're doing it. One boat, you know." Did he die? I, I'm not rooting no, for him no, to die. No, he didn't die. This characterization of this, he does feel like he's, the villain. He of is the, story. the villain. He is the villain. I mean, he's yeah. th- he's thought of probably by most people as that were involved, like as the villain, even though he's you know he was just some probably like. Just some macho, it's macho just, executive guy, not like some like evil guy or anything. Right, just like just careless a little bit. But he was kind of so he was tried. That was the trial. Was how much did you persuade these men to kind of non consensual? Well, there, there's like a rent. civil suit, you know. Yeah, where like how much money does that does that? Because the the I think the the, uh, the the rafting company had no money. There was nothing to sue there. So I think some people uh, definitely some people were suing like the the, the executive the DDB. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then it was about he, he, him. The movie portrayed it. I, I didn't follow the case. I was too young. But the movie portrayed it as like they knew what they were doing. They were men making their own decisions, which is true. I mean, I think like if I were in my dad's position, like sorry, dad, but like I would have just been like, hey, man, like th- that guy just told us we should do two, two, uh, two rafts. Why are we doing just one? I would say to my boss, right, right. Instead and, of and then if he said like you know you, you know I mean if he got really explicit and he's like you know you're not going to get. You're promoted if if you don't just shut up and like just do really something obvious. really scary. Yeah. yeah, let's say he just says what's yeah. like underneath. I would have been like, I don't care. I don't want to die. You know. Yeah. Like, but that's my dad and I think I'm different in that way. It goes back to the this comes up on the show a lot is the idea that most people choke in the bathroom. It's this embarrassment thing that I'm always concerned yeah. that is going to kill me. I was getting um, uh, what do they choke on in the bathroom? The idea is, where are you having lunch? And I start choking. You shouldn't have been eating. You eat in the bathroom? 
I can't let you see what I'm eating. <laughs> no, but you're not supposed to eat food in the bathroom. We all agree on that, right? Like no. you're not supposed to bring it in. Well, you're doing a comedy riff, right? Oh, you're not. What do they choke on in the bathroom? What I'm saying is, oh, you misunderstood. What yeah. I'm saying is, we're eating at a table, yeah. like we're sit- seated right now. I start choking. You're like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then embarrassed because I, I don't want got people it. to see me turning got blue. It, got it. I've heard you talk about that on the on the podcast. Is that before, right? I think once. because it's one of the phenomenons yeah. of life that I'm constantly worried about. Two things that brought to mind. One is that phenomenon, and also that like flying too close to the sun thing. That guy, that boss, was just kind of feeling invincible. Yeah, invincible. And that time yeah. and time again, that's when we do these destructive things. That's right. Yeah. Which is hard because a lot of life, a lot of music, a lot of movies, and yeah. a lot of inspiration is meant to make us feel invincible. You know what I mean? Be like, fucking get out there and yeah. ride the rapids. Yeah, we yeah. love those stories. Live today. As though it's your last. Yeah. Exactly. And if he had made it, and he and he'd have come back from that boondoggle, bonding would have happened, and, and would like, have been like, and we went down the path you shouldn't have, and they told us not to, and we made it through the other side, and that's why the, the we projections for next year are way through the <laughs> yeah. roof. And he would have. Well, that's yeah. a causal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's a causal identification that might have been questioned. But I'm terrified of when I'm burning clean white energy. The choices I make, the relationships I get into, the friendships I make, based on feeling invincible. Those are I, I often let invincible. Pete take the wheel and when I'm feeling uh, vulnerable Pete I just sit it out and wait for Invincible Pete to show up oh, and that's make some moves that's interesting so I'm scared of that guy I have less of a negative like uh, attitude towards the Invincible uh, 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 the Invincible mode yeah um, God mode from th- Doom then I do yeah I mean I, it scares me when I see it from the outside and I, I probably don't experience it all that much but yeah. like, but the the embarrassment thing yeah which you're, you're saying these are kind of like Oh, those are just the two things I got from the story. One was I'm afraid that I would get on the boat. In fact, I'm pretty sure I would get on the boat. Right. And I I would fear ridicule. Oh, right. And I'd fear not. So I I have this very strong part of me, uh, or this part of me that's very very strongly anti-macho. Yeah. And so... uh, so I, I don't like, and I resent like that kind of like sort of. I mean, it's a guy thing. It's not like yeah. It's it's women. I think are much less pressured to get on the boat. Like true. When, when we go, that doesn't seem safe. Right. People are like, all right, you're right. Well, just sit back and we'll do this. You know, like, right. the guys will get on the stupid boat or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is silly. But like, I'm you know. So I was raised by my Anti-macho. mom because my dad wasn't there, and so yeah. I just go. I go like, yeah. this doesn't feel safe, guys. Well, you and know, that's what? it. I feel fine about it. And if they call me a you know a pussy or whatever, I go like. Okay. Yeah. yeah Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You'll be the driest pussy I'll on be, land. Uh, yeah. I'll be the alive pussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. As you're saying that, I'm reconsidering. I wouldn't get on that boat literally. I'm afraid of the types of boats I would get on. What am I? What could I be socially yeah. pressured into? There certainly have sure. been things that I'm like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when it comes to boats and nature, like something that's just running an anarchy code, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. water like yeah. that. You're just like, no, nah, There's no, no, no control. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a tent dweller you yeah. can go out and hunt i'll be here cracking out up with the, the ladies the ladies <laughs> yeah we'll make jokes yeah. yeah i was just talking about jacob and esau do you know that bible story um wait which story jacob and esau i don't what there's two it? brothers and one it, it just reminds me of me and my brother a lot my brother is like hairy and that's what esau was hairy and he was a hunter and jacob was like fair and hung out he that's where i got tent dweller he's a really? tent he dwelled amongst the tents and like hung out with his mother but w- that's where he got like his sharp tongue and he learned how to communicate and yeah he becomes this like great leader you know what I mean, so that's like you. You're a you're a great. Are well, you, you're I a great leader. I didn't, didn't want to say that. That's I'm, it's not a one for one with the story.
story. But I remember as a kid being like, oh, my brother's hanging out with my dad. He's hairy. He's red. He likes sports. He's not literally red. And he can hunt. And he doesn't literally hunt. Do you mean red the color or red like he was red, red a lot? He was well read, and I just mean I'm saying in a Cockney way that he was very, very the color red. Okay, <laughs> Esau was red. That was, I believe that was probably just added in the story. Okay, yeah. But anyway, I am I'm interested in that uh, that social pressure. But I'm with you. But you you look like a macho fella. I'm sure you get that right. all the time. You look uh, like you could some. whittle something. I do. I'm big. Hoist and, a bear bag. I'm big, and I've got some. I've got some weight on me, and I've yeah. got a, a big beard. If I was like 127 hours, and I saw you, I'd yeah. be like, "We're saved." Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, "No, you're not, man." <laughs> but I will try to go get help as best I can. <laughs> I would. I would not. I would not be able to save the person. Yeah. I mean. I wouldn't be able to chop his arm off. Sure. That's what you mean. No, I guess I would have that. I wouldn't. But if you said we have, the arm's got to go, I'd be like, I believe this beard. I believe this man. Yeah, yeah. He smells like I might just say that to see what happens. <laughs> so no. anti-macho, that's interesting. No, in a, in a seriously emergency situation, even though I would feel lots of anxiety, I think. Yes. I think I would. I would hang out and try to tr- try my best to like yes. to help. I wouldn't like just run away from that. But no, I run away from like un- what feels to me unnecessary, dangerous yeah. things or something. Let's cu- let's climb cave. I feel no need to 12. prove yeah to prove that I can do that or something right. like that. I don't know. So what was it like? I don't know how to ask that question without just being obvious. What was it like? Your father dies. You're 12. Yeah. And then the acting out got worse, or uh, I think it, I think so. It was pretty. So I, and weirdly enough, I've been fighting with my mom a lot. Uh, not. What was weird was that like I had decided to live with my dad, and so my dad was about to come pick me up. I literally found out the day we were supposed to, like I was supposed to take off back to Chicago with him that he had died. Whoa! So it was like really impactful. Obviously, like not just that he died, but it was like sudden and that like yeah, and that all this stuff sort of like got flipped around real quick or whatever. Right. So did uh, you? Did this is a strange question, but did you ingest that that narrative? Were you kind of like? Oh, I'm fighting with mom. I'm going to move with dad. Did it feel like supernatural that there was this intervention that that wasn't going to happen, or was it just grief? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was definitely grief, but I don't know if it felt supernatural. It didn't. It didn't. I, I'm. I'm not a really supernatural. You didn't add then. a story to it. I didn't add that. I mean, my mom might have or something. I don't know. Like, but like, uh, I don't know if she did. But like, yep. but no, I didn't. Okay, not in that way. Right. I just. I, I mean, I think I was better off like being raised by my mom. That I'll say. My dad was just like he was a business guy that was most interested in business, and like, right, like he he just hadn't studied up on how to be a dad. I don't think. But right. Uh, so it was it, that was just a move of me going like, I hate you, mom. Like yeah. I'm finally gonna do it. I'm gonna move in with dad. And she's like, fine. I can't deal with this anymore. Right, right, right. Like, All right then. You know. Like, <laughs> and then I was gonna do it. It wasn't like it wasn't like the smartest move by me, probably. Right. Did that? Oh, that's what that was. What? Your Diet Coke was oh, emitting that. that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's fine. I just thought the heat had turned on. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So you and your mom got along. You're you're like a, a mama's boy. I am too. I was. Well, no, I mean, we fought a decent amount, but I am a mama's boy. Right. Like, I could, because I had sort of just this fiery disposition. Yeah. And, and, and I still can in certain scenarios. Like, uh, not here, but like, sure. if, if like some kind of conflict is happening, I don't, I don't just get quiet. Like really? I, get, I get loud. Yeah. Ah, I, I get quiet. I get real loud. Tell me, can you tell me? I'm fascinated with yeah. conflict. Here, I'll run one by you. Yeah. 
I don't know what to do. Let's see. I so it was so weird because it was at a, like a weird spiritual time in my life. This was like a week ago. I just mean that oh, wow. in that the night before yeah. and that morning probably I was probably meditating and trying to get in touch with this idea that we're all connected. So believe me, I'm aware that that all might be nonsense, but I'm I was reading up on it and feeling pretty loving. I was also this is important to the story yeah. feeling pretty good. Like I had just been flown out to a thing, stayed in a nice hotel, and was feeling pretty like taken care of. Like a comedy thing. Yeah, like it was it was like a business meeting sort of thing, but cool. comedy related. And I was like, cool. how? What? This? I was feeling very invincible. grateful, uh, a little bit invincible, okay. but also just really kind of in a good place. Yeah. Gratitude. I was like. Thank you for this. Woke up and I was like, thank you for this amazing, cool shower. You know, I stay in my, – my apartment's pretty dumpy, so I stay in a hotel and I'm like, this is dope. I it's love got it. like above the head faucet. You know what I mean? You, you mean, know what I mean when it's in the ceiling? Are you talking about the shower? In the shower, oh, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, not the, the sink. sink. <laughs> the sink is like up here and it's like how fancy is this? <laughs> you know, you want water to fall for yeah, a time yeah, yeah. before it comes to your hands. That's right. I don't have to like bend over to yeah. fall my glass. That's for Philistines. <laughs> so I'm I'm loving life, but yeah. not in a cocky, invincible way, just in like a real kind of touchy-feely, peasy way. Right. So then my flight is at like nine in the morning so I got to get to the airport by like eight so I'm in right. line for security at 7.30 I got there early right. so it's 7.30 in the morning and uh, this fella um, cut me in line for security alright uh, so yeah. I'm fascinated with yeah. what I'm supposed to do okay so I'm standing there in line I'm not I'm not late and the line is manageable yeah. but what happened was he did the no look cut you what know what I mean? What a jerk. Where you just put your back to somebody and then pretend like you're looking at something really important in the far off distance. Oh, what a jerk. I don't like that. I don't like it either. So here, Pete has a choice. I know I'm talking about myself in third person. But I get it. This is past Pete. You're trying, to, you're trying to pull... And also you try to like be as objective as possible. That's right. So you're like, it's just a story. Yeah. It's just an episode of television. Yeah, Pete yeah. has a choice. Yeah. On one hand, yeah. he has what he's done his entire life, which is let it go. Right. That's what I've done my entire life. I would let it go. It's not a big deal. A guy cut me. I might I might let it go behaviorally or emotionally or both. I would let it go behaviorally okay, yeah. and internally I would be hating him <laughs> yeah. and making fun of die, him die, and then would die, tell die, my die. friends later yeah, what a yeah. piece of shit he was or whatever. So it may co- help make comedy maybe for you. That's time. true. Yeah. It, it, well, even in this conversation I'm yeah. lighting up a little bit telling you about it. Yeah. There's there's an ingesting and a withholding of those feelings and then I let them out with my friends or I let them in, out in front of an audience. Right. That's good. That's yeah. that's the cycle that I have. That's good. But I have like this guy and I'm like normally, you know, I have uh, sweet Pete mode. Sweet Pete goes, who cares? Yeah. It's one guy no big deal he, happy people probably aren't cutting people in line he's probably not having a and great it's day not gonna, it's not gonna affect your life not really yeah. it's two seconds and then I literally remember this new code running this new program going like I mean like you gotta let you gotta let feelings out you gotta let emotions out this guy has wronged you and you should say something is this from therapy or something else it's from therapy yeah. it's from this podcast yeah. it's from talking to people uh, that I admire that yeah. are like good at letting out their feelings yeah. And, and, like, if someone steals their parking spot, I used to think it was the most – I still do, to be honest. I still think it's really gauche and you honk the horn and go, fuck you. I'm like, what is the purpose of that? Yeah. And then my friends are like – It's venting emotions. You let it out. Yeah. It's validating your own emotions. I feel violated and I let it out. To in, fin- in, a, in an yes. in-control way. Yeah, yeah. And in in-controlled way. But my thing is, like, I, I shovel coal on and I just stuff it down. Yeah. And I'm like, everything's fine. And then, you know, those people end up doing some murdering. You know what I mean? They're like crazy <laughs> people. So in the so I happen to, and as yeah. I'm telling this story, yeah. I don't even side with myself in this story. Sure. Well, that, that 
means you're reasonable, probably. Yes. I, but looking back, I wish I had just let him go. Instead, what I said was, I went, really? That's all I said. I oh, just that's go, not bad. I went, really? Nothing I say in the story is that bad. <laughs> I just didn't like my... I didn't like what happened. I didn't like that I added the ingredient that made him worse. Because I go, really? And then he turns... And he goes, oh, 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 you're, you're more important than me. You're right. You're more important. <laughs> you go in front of me. You go in front of me. Everybody, he kind of turned to the crowd and was like, he's more important. He's going to go in front of me, everybody. It's fine. He's going to go in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't say anything. And he, he kept talking. And then what I said was, I go, you don't have to be rude about it. Like, I looked right at him. I didn't like. That's a respectful enough thing. That's I fine. thought I was being respectful. And I said, you don't have to be rude about it. Yeah. And then he uh, he jumped right to, why don't you get out of my face? <laughs> 7.30 in the morning. And the flood, the jacuzzi jets of adrenaline, adrenaline went yeah. off. And it was fight or flight. And I was like, I kind of, I thought I smelled alcohol in his breath, too. And I was like, this is crazy. People are crazy. And you have no idea what happened to him that morning. Not that I don't know what happened to him. mom died or something. But crazy. that's the yeah. thing. His story, it made sense. In his story, I'm the asshole. And I Most get it. Most likely, yeah. I believe it. Like, he was having a shit morning, and the world kept dumping on him. Yeah. And he he knew he was cutting. He did the faraway look. He wasn't trying. He And he didn't want to say, excuse me. I think I did say, I was like, he was like, I was just trying to get in. I was like, if you had said excuse me can i get in front here i would have said yes or even if he'd said like softly like man i've had a horrible day yes is there any chance right like, you, you might have been like oh yeah buddy you know of like course. maybe i mean like, well you and i both know yeah. that like I, i'm not trying to i guess it's i always just err on the side of assuming that he's a lunatic one with who had been drinking that in morning the moment, possibly that's probably smart too yeah you could it'll always save you trouble it's not getting on that raft yeah. you know what i mean I, i'm not trying to make light of your father's past you understand <laughs> you asshole. Ah, i'm just saying no, no, no. i'm just saying that's a chance that i don't need to take this yeah. guy could be a lunatic he yeah. could uh fucking punch i felt yeah, like he yeah. was gonna punch me yeah that's the danger it's like there's no reason to get punched but tell me point. about that situation it's you luca jones and, and you're in line and someone well i have an i have an i have a very similar story please so hit I, me with your so very I'm, similar story. i'm in Lo- i'm in los fields a couple <laughs> years ago the los fields starbucks on prospect in vermont yes and i'm waiting in line that's right where i live that's my yeah, starbucks i live i live not too far from mm. there and uh um and i actually went in there the other day for the first time in a long time and i was happy to see that they'd really spruce the place up. had they yeah i don't really fuck with coffee too hard so i don't go in there often that's a good idea probably always a big line yeah yeah. So this was a big line. Sorry. This was a big line. <laughs> and I'd waited my, my turn. It was pretty big. I, I waited my turn. And, and there were now there are only about four people behind me. And this guy comes up. And he grabs a couple of waters from the refrigerated section right there by the, you know, in the counter. So he comes to the front of the line, basically. Well, first he just grabs those, like not in line, just kind of goes, excuse me, you know. And then he starts asking people, do you mind? I'm just going to grab a water real quick. Can I get in front of you? Can I get in front of you? And he keeps doing it to people like... And I'm like, I, I see him coming. I'm like, no, no. Like, I'm not gonna. Look. This is crazy. Like, I'm gonna ask for a drip coffee. It's going to take uh, 20 seconds. Why should his waters come before my coffee? That's crazy in my head, right? Like, I'm like, there's just no reason for me. This is he's asking too much. <laughs> and, and so he gets to me right as I'm about to get to the counter. Like, literally, it's like. She's about to ask me, like, can I, you know, can I help you, sir? And I'm going to say, drip coffee, please, medium or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't use their lingo. Sure. And, uh, and, and, and he goes, do you mind if I, and I'm like, 
And I, I had worked myself up too much. Yeah. So instead of just going like, oh, sorry, man, I'm just going to do this real quick. I think I had probably a little extra edge to my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was bracing for it. Yeah. But I go, I go like, I, I think I said like, um, no, actually, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to buy my, my coffee. And, um, and, and he goes, Bleh. and he starts saying, uh, and then, and then immediately the other person, because there are two people at the register there, like they're two line, like it, the line yeah. turns into two, right? Yeah. Like just calls him because he's right behind me. Calls him to buy his water. Yeah. And he starts saying something like, "Don't like look out for this guy. He thinks he's really important about me." And I'm like, I mean, I, I think I started losing it a little bit. I'm like, I think I'm important. You just like you just like butted everybody in line so you could grab a couple waters, like. Yeah, where yeah. are you getting off? You know, like, and we started. I mean, I started at the end of it. I was yelling across Starbucks at this guy, like it was hostile from there on out. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And I was like, "I was like, take it easy, buddy." You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, and probably everybody in the place could hear me. And that's what I'll do. I'll do that kind of thing sometimes because I'll be like, "That's not right. You can't." That's just not right. Well, he does. I mean, the guy cutting me yeah. was asserting I'm more important. That's exactly I mean, right. He's like, but that's what. Was, so that was what really made like set right, me off. I was right. like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You're right. saying that I have too much self importance when you're the one right. that's acting right, right, like right. you do. That's crazy. They project. They yeah. project. In fact, they often give away too much. I was on my phone, but I had my. I was very close to the person in front of me. He really had to scooch in. There was a scooch. Scooching's never good. No. So I'm on the phone. And he tried to make some rationalization about cutting where he was like, you're on your phone and I didn't know if you're even – like he just trails off. Oh, oh well, I was. So and you I, can get behind and I, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. But that stuff pleases me so much. Like firm, direct, sort of like this is how I feel. Get behind me stuff yeah. makes me giddy. It really yeah. does because I'm so not that person. Yeah. But when he said that, I realized he's saying like – you're, that's why you picked me to cut in front of me because I'm on my phone. Like yeah. that's really what that sentence was. Yeah, like yeah. you were on your phone, so I thought I could. Like imagine <laughs> a world where people could just talk. But here, that's right. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, I just didn't, I didn't think you'd uh, right. notice. We talked yeah. exactly. Or exactly. I, I, I thought you were probably in a conversation that would make it so you couldn't object. Right. So, right. You get it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get it. Yeah. But what's weird is I do get it because when I've strategically, I've remembered strategically str- from a strategic morally, standpoint, not morally. But it did make me think back to times when I've done something that I. Here's when it is. If you take a train from Amtrak, uh, Amtrak Grand Central, New York, yeah. they announce the gate, and then it, it's a delta. It's a it's a vagina, a pubic hair, a vagina shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I could have just said oh, triangle. triangle. Is another word. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's easier. Or a trilateral. Those yeah, are actually okay. the same thing. Really? A trilateral they're is conceptually just... different, but they're necessarily the same. I want to talk about all things with you. <laughs> so it's a triangle. So if you can picture like a, a big group of people yeah. waiting for their train, and then they're like, the track is seven, seven east. Everyone will flood over. Oh, it's to a seven wedge. East. They're so like it's a wedge. bottleneck wedgy. So kinda, what yeah. happens is there's yeah. the people. The sh- honestly, I was going to call them schmucks. Schmucks <laughs> in the way back. <laughs> These assholes who are idiots yeah. who have never rode an Amtrak before. They don't get it. Who yeah. are all the way in the back. Yeah. And here's where I'm like, you kind of should. Go up to the front, but like you are cutting people. Like I just made me this realize is actually, this is slightly different. This I think this can be different. It's like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that particular situation, but like, but the LA situation yeah. where you're like the traffic's merging. Yes, 
And people have, for some reason, decided to all do it in one lane way too early. Right. So that you know there's this like big space, this lane or like area I see. where there will be plenty of people very soon filling it up. Yep. Right? This yep. Maybe different, but like, I, no, you have I'm, to decide whether I'm or not there. to like stay in line and play by the rules that aren't very smartly being right. accepted right now, or just go, look, this is going to happen. And I'm, I don't, I, I really don't want like 17 other cars in front of me. So I'm just going to start going up the side and people will do it too. And, and what I used to, on my drive home when I had a writing job, so I was doing that commute every day, yeah. there was a two lane situation. Yeah. And I knew better than anybody that coming up, this was a, a left turn only lane or whatever. Yeah. So you have to get to the right. Yeah. Uh, some days, days where I wasn't feeling as invincible. I would get to the right yeah. immediately and just wait and be like, what's 10 minutes? Yeah. Other days, minutes, when I'm yeah. blasting the music and just feeling great, I would cut in front and I got Go real <laughs> good at it because there's always one motherfucker who's not, not paying, paying attention. attention. Yeah, yeah. And you cut you can in front always of him. Wait for the, or you look for anything that's like a large, like a van or bigger. A van! A van or bigger and you, yes. know, you know they're just not going to be moving quite as quickly. Yes, and you just zip right in yeah. and you're in and you always Done. give them the hand. Like, hey, thanks, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of I course. do a huge. I mean, I'm big on it. I'm like big this. on a hand too. I go like there was this. Uh, I used to when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was like uh, 21 or two, yes. I lived over in Laurel Canyon. This just reminds me. Yeah, I, can we just go off in conversation? Of course. <laughs> I, I I would walk down the Laugh Factory. This is before I did any comedy. Mm-hmm. Or I'd even tried the little bit of stand up that I tried, and I used to like really dig watching Jay Moore go up. And this is when he was going up a bunch, and he had this one bit that for some reason killed me and like it was all I can't obviously won't even do it but it was all about how the hand makes so much difference yes, like, yes. like if you're gonna cut me off just give me the hand and like we're okay <laughs> like if you don't give me the hand I'm gonna fall into your fucking house and kill you whatever <laughs> uh, some like aggressive thing like what do you yeah. do in general I'm big with the hand and I yeah. give it a little motion a little wave back and forth Yeah. I also when people flip me off yeah uh, that happened recently on a drive home from oh, here. Fuck. I hit a yellow and I was like, I should probably stop. But I was just feeling invincible yeah. again, and I'm getting on the right. Ra- you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm making it. bad decisions. I'm not going to kill a family. If and I, I shot through, yeah. and it was fine. It probably turned red sure. as I was under it. And a guy in a BMW—that's important. He's a big, rich guy. A piece of shit. Yeah. A piece of shit <laughs> is making a left, and he really didn't like me, and he gave me a big finger. It was a—it eclipsed the sun. This finger was oh, really? so big. It yeah. was outside of his car. No, it just it, emotionally, it yeah. felt so big, and yeah. his face—I could see his face because daytime, I saw his stupid face. Yeah. And I, when I get the finger, I like to wave. It's such a dick. No, move. it's real nice. I like that. It's I like, give a friendly wave. Off. Thank you. <laughs> and it. <laughs> Thank you, Luca. Yeah. I'm so uncomfortable with this aggro side of myself. I like it. Like, you, no, accept it. Embrace it. I do want to embrace it. I want to be just okay be careful. with all of my. I know, but he just could, be careful. You could totally. Like, I was on when I. I used to. I used to. I, uh, I used to, when I was trying uh, to do like years ago when I was trying to do a little bit of stand up. I one story that I tried to make into like a a comedic story, which was kind of was. I was coming down Fairfax when I lived in in Laurel Canyon. And uh, I don't know if it's still like this. I think it is. South on Crescent Heights. Sorry, not Fairfax. Crescent Heights. Uh, going to Barney's Beanery. Mm-hmm. It was going to take a ride on Santa Monica. There's like no turn lane, but there's plenty of space. Mm-hmm. So it's as though there is a right turn lane. <laughs> you know? Yes. But it's two, two lanes. 
And so I get behind these like these like two cars at the red light, and um, and I go, I'm just going to squeeze be- between them and go uh, take a right. You mean to the right of them? Not to be- the right of them. not between. Sorry, them. not between them. Between them and the curb. Yeah. And uh, so I take I, I, I do that. I take my right. <laughs> no big deal. I think I hear the screeching of tires, and uh, and the guy that like I had actually come closest to mm. had gotten upset probably because I was too close to him or something. I don't know. And he screeches and takes his right onto Santa Monica right behind me and um oh, and then and then gets in front of me, speeds in front of me on on uh this is fountain actually, not Santa Monica. I'm getting all the streets wrong. And then and then cuts me off and then um and then stops to make a left because he still wants to go south is what he this was just to fuck me, like fuck you. Yeah. I'm cutting you off and now I'm still going south. Um and I get behind. I'm behind him, and I just go like I look at his eyes in the mirror because I'm very upset now. Yeah. And I say fuck you, you know, like you, you mouth. Fuck I go you. fuck you, and um, this is in the middle of Fountain because he's in the left lane going uh, west. He uh, gets out of his car um, and starts like yelling at me, and I can't hear what he's saying because my window's up. So I put my window down. And uh, and I go, uh, you suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I was like, I was like, fuck you, asshole. And I feel like there's this agreement, like we're not. Even though I have stupidly not noticed, he is out of his car. Yeah, the rules are different for him a little bit yes, than for me. Yes, he charges my car. He leaves his car unattended, charges my car. He's a big burly guy, kind of like me. Mm. And uh, and then I start realizing, oh, this is like trouble. Like my window's open. He's coming towards me, mm-hmm. and I and I and I like I, I like I jet across the lanes for a second to get away from him. And like the very next thing I say was, uh, "Why are you doing this?" Like <laughs> <laughs> I went straight from like "fuck you, suck my dick." Why are you doing this? <laughs> And then, and then I, and then, uh, then I hit the gas, and he chases me for a bit, and like I, I pull like a fucking maverick, and like did you roll up the window? Like, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like, but, but I, I after a while, after, doing that? after that, yeah, yeah after that, <laughs> I totally was like, we're past what I can, what I can deal with. <laughs> he was clearly in another level of rage than I was, and I should not have messed around with it at all. I right, been like. Right, you know, like I know, like it's the it's forget about like being spiritually whatever, whatever. Sure. Like it's just like the 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 responsible and smart thing to do if you have anybody that cares about whether or not you're murdered or something. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the next level. I'll never forget. Have I said this on the show before? I honestly don't know. One time I was driving. This is a long time ago because I was with my ex-wife, and I, I'm in our stupid <clears throat> little car. Yeah. Stupid fucking what, whenever I what, refer- if, what if everything in your life back then was stupid? I, I often <laughs> refer to her as my dumb ex-wife. She wasn't dumb. We were she drinking some st- stupid yeah. Cokes. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. Having a dumb, great <laughs> meal. We're in our dumb... Uh, we had a Jetta. We're driving this yeah. Jetta. Oh, fucking stupid. Yeah. And, and it is a stupid car. And I saw... Although, you know, I had a weird flashback because that Jetta had like a steering wheel steering wheel controls for you know like volume and cruise yeah and i was in my i have a golf now uh now divorce pete has a golf so it's kind of like a smaller jetta is it i mean it's way cooler thank you thank you very much thank you (laughs) not stupid at all it's not stupid it's the coolest yeah but i was turning on the cruise control and i looked for it on the wheel i had this weird flashback back to uh that car anyway that car i I love the idea though that like that like you get divorced not that this is the way it happened you get divorced and you're like Wait, wait, what did you get? You had a Jetta, and now you yeah. have a golf. You're like, yeah. fuck this. I've always wanted a golf. <laughs> and I was never allowed to get a golf. 
That's my midlife crisis. Yeah. I'm going to get a reasonable hatchback. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You I'm can't free. tell me what I'm to free do. free now. And I just go to the like yeah. coral buffet. What is it, Grand Corral? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's what I, that's what she was keeping me from. Oh, I did used to have a joke about how when my wife was out of town, all I would do was like eat beef jerky yeah. and like wear underwear around the house. Like that's yeah. all that she was keeping me yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like snack. But those foods. are important things. <laughs> those are important. People things. don't appreciate sometimes. I completely agree. Yeah. You got to burn it down sometimes. You got to burn it to the goddamn yeah, ground and right. eat some Pringles. Yeah. We want life and death. That's a big thing for me sometimes you got to do things that are bad for you oh yeah is that a belief of yours i don't know if i have it's an operative belief of mine i don't know if it's like a right thought out belief right but like i i act as though that's true yeah because i feel so good like doing things like in fact you know i talk about uh being a fleek and a flexible vegan on the show and that just means two meals two meals out of three typically will be like these are goji berries and then the last meal will be me in a hotel ordering like the sirloin burger like just a complete 180 yeah because it feels great to build this beautiful popsicle stick village with hippies and robes and ukuleles yeah and then set it on fire every night that's why not because it tastes so good oh and it does taste so good but there's an undercurrent of emotional like I'm doing whatever it's like yeah you can't pin me down it's almost like transgressive or like yeah yeah I think there's something about there's something about being human that that is lit up by being a contradiction. At least yeah. I, I get pleasure from being a contradiction. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we talk about embracing our angers and stuff. Yeah. I embrace my contradictions. I'm like, yeah. this is great. You you can't quite figure me out. <laughs> I I can't quite figure I, me I'm out. I'm an enigma. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, it's yeah. fun to be an enigma. Sure, that's what I'm saying. I see. I, yeah, I think I could see that. Yeah, I'm into it. The story is clearly we're in the Jetta. Yeah, and I saw this young couple. Uh, veer into a huge SUV like he was in the fourth lane this is on the highway and they start veering into the fourth lane and don't see him and he has to screech and I'm behind him and he screeches and goes into the the thing that's not a lane dust kicks up this is in the Midwest dust kicks up and and he almost crashes it's very close to him not both of them but him crashing what part of the Midwest? I think we we were probably on our way to like Indiana from Chicago we used to go down to the Dunes there, yeah, the sort dunes. Of, yeah. There you go, Indiana Dunes. Yeah. So, uh, so then I saw that guy furious. I mention this because I think it adds to the story. Yeah. Two young white people, older black guy. Yeah. That just adds to the dynamic of we're different. Yeah. Like we're not. It wasn't like they cut off another teenage couple. Yeah. It was like an a general like a, yeah. a like a guy. Who I don't I don't know what you want to read into the race thing. I'm not saying that he was violent. Or well, anything. you're clearly you're reading a ton into it. You're, I'm, I'm you're like you're like a ton of story. You're like I mean this was in. I think what's so interesting is that we were different species. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's more different than a black person uh, and a white person? <laughs> I'm trying so hard to not be offensive. I'm coming off so much more offensive. I don't think so. If it adds I, to the I story, it just for the for of course the of one course, bit of, of comedy. But, uh, I had a dream last night that I said the N-word in front of one of my black friends, and he got so mad. And then he tortured me with, like, weird uh, hoses. He had these hoses that he was squirting me with. It was unpleasant. Really? Wait, are we talking about, like, hoses, like, back in the 60s when they would hose the African-American? No, they were very small. It was almost almost like he was running a colonic center, and he was squirting me with these almost dental hoses. You probably deserved that. Oh, in the dream, I realized I was wrong, because he said, did you just say the N-word? And I said, yes, I did. Uh, Like, I... I didn't yeah. say it. 
<laughs> oh, what are you going to do about yes, it? Yes, yes. Not the hoses. <laughs> in, in the dream, I, I got that flush of uncomfortability. I, oh, for sure. I haven't gotten that in a while. I no, I mean right here on the show. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> anyway, um, so so he cuts you off. Being Yeah. I do want no, to no, no, no. Nobody's I, been cut off. I'm not involved. That's what oh, makes sorry. this story scarier, right. is I'm just watching this horrible thing unfold. I do understand what you mean, by the way, just to like make it clear that I'm not like calling you. I, like, no, 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 no. There is like the, it, like the further away you are in terms of like what groups you're a yeah. member of or whatever, the, the harder it can be to relate. What I'm then, saying yeah. is if it was a young black couple and they cut off a black guy, maybe that means something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're making these stupid, rash uh, decisions watching this unfold, sure. and I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I'm certainly not oh god fuck apologizing this is the story young white couple black guy they cut in front of him <laughs> you just say yeah. young white people inward and then you keep going <laughs> no apologies you overcorrect you overcorrect <laughs> no. so this this poor guy goes crazy off the road and it looks like he's gonna crash then he oh, doesn't geez. oh yeah then yeah. these two I get away races to the white people these dumb motherfucking cracker people these crackers they they're terrified <laughs> of what's just happened yeah. they know that they did bad and they pull to the right so they they're just getting to the right yeah. they're gonna keep going though but they're like maybe the left lane's not for us yeah. like we can't handle the responsibility yeah, yeah. so I'm like is this just gonna go away it doesn't. The guy in the SUV then begins following them, and they're going slow, so he's slowing down. Are you slowing down to observe? How are you keeping your eye on all this? I, I, I was going slower than them to begin with, so okay. now I'm going the, 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 the couple speed anyway, and yeah. then the SUV merges with them, and kind of by, with me as well. Okay. And he, the, what, what, the reason why I got to look at him at all was that he was leaning forward on the wheel, like, like like something about to pounce, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. looked fucking crazy. livid yeah. and crazy. Yeah. Like like he, leaning forward. Get, yeah. And I get it. Just watching the accident yeah. made me be like, am I going to scratch at somebody? Like where do we just become like that fight flight instinct. Yeah. And he started following these kids. I can't. I don't know what happened. I oh, can't. He, I just kept going and they kept yeah. going. Being followed. And he kept going, being followed. We all just kept going. He murdered him, yeah. <laughs> you had a chance to save the no, human beings. No, no, And you decided, no. I gotta get to the dunes, man. <laughs> <laughs> the dunes are so cool, and it's like, well, it's gonna be dark, and we can't forget it. <laughs> what would you do? I just yeah. kept driving, and then I can't I tell going. you how many times I've thought about them. Yeah. This is at a time when cell phones were... Common, but not that common. I'll tell you... What year? I, it must have been 2000... Well, I don't no. want people to figure out that there was a murder. <laughs> I'm going to Google this. It was probably 2001. So cell phones were a thing. Sure. But I don't know... Not everybody had them in 2001. No, no. Certainly it, not in Indiana. True? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think that's right. I mean, uh, most people are probably dead. But Let's like, say they had cell phones. Yeah. Even if you have a cell phone and you are following... And this is what makes it interesting is like... Me getting cut off by the guy. I've been the cutter in times, and I've oh, yeah. been embarrassed, and I've gotten the flush. You give a wave. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I've been the person that's almost been in an accident, and I've been angry. So you're being followed by a guy, and you completely sympathize with his side. Yeah. But you're also a little concerned that he's so jacked on the adrenaline and the fear and how close he just came to and the dying. And yeah. All of that. And you fucking idiots. You you just started turning into me yeah, the on the highway. You're fucking dumb yeah. you get it 
You're yeah. being followed by a problem that you completely get. Yeah. You're like, I've been this thing and I know this thing and I and now there's that thing after me. What yeah. do you like I was like, do you pull off and try and find a public place? Probably. I don't want to you oh, know if, if you're you him. Just, if you no, if you're the couple, what do you do? Oh, I see. I I I think I would wait to see quite how long he followed. And then at a certain point, yeah, I would I, I probably would yeah, in short measure try to find a public place where like yeah, it would be really hard to to murder me and feel right. Feel like yeah, get away, clean getaway. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a good. But yeah, you just pull scary. off under a bridge if somebody starts just like <laughs> following you and like feeling like looking like they're gonna like they're going to follow you to fucking right. Pennsylvania if that's where you're going. Right, that's trouble. Here's the problem. Yeah, when we talk about these things, when we talk about being a good person, I don't want to be a good person because I'm afraid. You know what I mean? Like I'm when I talk about what? letting a guy cut in, cut me in line and maybe yeah. there's alcohol in his breath and maybe he's going to punch me and maybe yeah. I'm going to be detained or whatever. Whatever yeah. the fantasy is. <laughs> the fan, Whatever my sexual fantasy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Or whatever the fantasy is, uh, I shouldn't get in the left lane because what if I cut off an SUV and he gets mad at me? Yeah. I want to be good because it's good to be good. But when we talk this way, I'm reminded if someone cuts in front of me, let it go because they could be crazy. Yeah. That feels like a cheap version of, of, of quality living of good choice making of, of kindness, of peace, of hope. Sure. Of gentleness. Sure. Of compassion. Sure. But I don't want that. That's the cheap shit. I want to be like a compassionate, genuine person for the sake of being a compassionate, genuine sure, person. Absolutely. Not just avoiding fear. But as Doing, we're having this conversation, I'm just like, I'm just going to do it to avoid dying. Right. Well, right, right. There's like this, yeah. I mean, there's this issue of like how, why and how people are motivated to be good or to do right things, right? Like, and, and like one answer is that like some people do it just because they, that's who they are or whatever and they yeah. enjoy being good and it's not even like they're thinking about it as good and they're like really getting off on being good but it's mm-hmm. like it's a th- th- the actions that in each scenario end up being the kind ones are the ones that they're just drawn to like in a positive way or something like that and then other people do it like just try to be good because for you know like for i don't want to be killed yeah. or i don't want to go to hell or whatever yeah, it is yeah, right yeah. like and and that's or rewards you could get rewards be well thought of that sure. sort of thing or and go, that leads go, to yeah. friends and sex and it leads to money oh for, for sure yeah money and the- or go to heaven that's what heaven <laughs> is for heaven. a lot of people and like and it's a it's like a motivational tactic yes right and so like that that se- that does seem like so even though your actions in some sense are like just as good if you're if you're doing the right thing in those scenarios your your character is less right. less good well why are you good and let me ask you this before if you am, wh- yeah. before you tell me why you're good yeah. you fight the guy in Starbucks yeah Katie does that story about the highway sound familiar no. okay cool you fight the guy in Starbucks do you grind on it. For weeks and weeks. Oh no 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 no! By yeah, the I by the like you're by, done. by the I mean I I might for a couple hours, but yeah. like by the next morning at the latest, it mm. is completely emotionally gone. See, that's great. I'm still milling over the guy cutting me in line. Yeah, and I don't like that. No, I I I will hang on to to situations when I haven't expressed myself um, more, hmm. um, and uh, uh, I'll hang on to them longer, and also. Uh, usually that's because I feel less powerful in the situation. And so like if it's some kind of boss or some kind of, you know, like where you're really not allowed to mm-hmm. express yourself, mm-hmm. then I'll get, I can get really get caught up on it in this like neurotic way where I'm just like, 
Let's let it go, dude. Like, there's nothing you can do about it, right? right, now. right, just right. Fuck, no, but he needs to know right. that that hurt my feelings I'm, or that that wasn't yeah, nice. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That's I, it. Yeah. I think we're all rehearsing conversations. At least I am. I do head. it out loud while walking around the Silver Lake Reservoir. Really? Sure. Yeah, yeah. If nobody's like too close to me, sure, I'll get embarrassed. A- but I just also assume that since my iPod things are in, people think I'm talking on the phone or something. So. Or that you're rapping. Yeah, that I'm rapping. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, your brain doesn't know. I bet that is therapeutic. Your brain, does, when it comes to, I don't do this per se. Or I don't do this. I don't know why I added per se. I don't do this. But That's I do true. it the way that you do it. Your brain doesn't really know the difference between uh, that well. I think we're finding. <laughs> Bless you, Katie. Yeah, the difference true. between a fantasy and something that really happened. It can be beneficial to fantasize talking to your boss and telling him something or another. Well, I mean, from I don't know what my brain knows, but I do think like... I, but I mean, I, sorry to interrupt, but when you were in line and you, you said you got wound up because yeah. you were already fighting with the guy... So that became very real to you. Like, we've already talked about it. Well, I was already waiting. It was more like this. I don't know that I was already fighting with him, although I understand, like, like Mm. that way of describing it. I was – it was like – it was like if he were, like, coming around punching everybody and I knew I was next. Yeah. Like, I was bracing myself because I knew what I thought was coming and I had an interpretation of it, which was, like, not okay or, you know, or, like, (laughs) not going to let this happen or something like that was my emotional response. (laughs) Right? But uh, but um, I wouldn't yeah. be in a gang where you're the leader. Oh, I don't think we're just a bike gang. We're yeah. very PC. I don't like bike. What kind of bike? Like bicycles? Bicycles. I don't even like those. That we much. don't. I don't like them either. But we have them. Okay. As we, a status, we walk them around. <laughs> we walk right next to them and just like walk them down. That's Sunset right. Boulevard. We go. These are ours. <laughs> yeah. Paid in full. Pretty nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're zipping around, no one can get a good look at your possession. That's right. That's what I say. That's walk right. that bike. No, it's a, it's really signaling a lot of status. Yeah. Have a nice bicycle. The ba- <laughs> the bike walker gang. <laughs> bike walker Texas Rangers. That's sure. what we call ourselves. That's our show. <laughs> so we'll keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, so we're talking about fa- oh, fighting around well, so the reservoir. I, so I think – I just think like – I think my brain, it feels like, does know the difference between talking to somebody and sure. actually being heard. I would agree with and you And then, that. you know, like the person that I feel offend, like offended me in some way. Right. Or uh, just talking to them in my, my mind. I think yeah. that can help. If you do it over and over and over and over again, it, like some people like me – it can start it can help you process it mm-hmm. but for me like in my experience like talking to the actual person is by far more effective right like, if it's possible it's like sexual fantasize while masturbating or actually having sex with somebody now those are the same to me <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's like that it is like that <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So we're talking about how long it it stays in your system, an yeah. altercation like that. Yeah, you yeah. say if you express yourself, it comes out clean and yeah. quick, and I believe that. Yeah. In fact, I maybe would have held on to, but that's what made me start thinking. Yeah. You're in line at Starbucks, jerk guy with the waters totally. wants to cut you. Yeah. You let him cut you. The rest of the day, you're playing it out that you could have argued with him and you could have expressed your truth sort of thing. Yeah. But like... Uh, uh, I forget where I was going with that. I, I literally never, given who I am, would let him cut me if it weren't true. I, it is a subconscious thing, but I just know if I let him cut me is because I was okay with it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm such a like. I grew up such a like uh, demanding child. I think. Oh really? Uh, with a certain kind of sense of entitlement. That like only child? No, no, no. Uh, I have a, I have a. Uh, younger sister and then I had some step siblings but like um, but just like I was uh, I was always comfortable going this is what I want 
yeah, but this is what I want, though. Right. You know, like and when somebody, my mom would go like, but you can't have it right now. And I'd be like, I don't know if you heard what I said. You know, uh, like that kind of thing. So like <laughs> really willful, like to a, to a point of like silliness uh, yeah. at, at best. But like, but so usually when I, when I let somebody do something, it's because right. unless they have power over me that I, that's makes it more complicated. It's usually because I'm, I am like, yeah, man. Okay. Fine. Right. You know, it's funny. We were just, I was having this conversation uh, recently at a friend's house. We were talking about, I'm reading this book called the ethical slot. We've had a lot of people on the show that are polyamorous. You know what that means? Yeah. And ethical uh, what? Ethical yeah. slut. Slut, right? Uh, it's a good book. It's very interesting, even if you don't want to necessarily do that. But it, it's an interesting book. And so I'm talking to these friends of mine that are polyamorous. All right, and a number just to, of people. Just to define it, it doesn't just mean like loving multiple people. It means it doesn't mean having actual romantic relationships with with multiple it, people. It's my understanding. I think it could take a lot of different forms. Which is my understanding with my friends is they all have uh, their best friend. They have their girlfriend. You know what I mean? Their primary partner. They have their primary partner and then they're open to other adventures and they're open. But not just sex, like emotional adventures. Like being in love with more than one person. In fact, that's something I'd love to talk to you about just because I'm reading about that. I wonder if it's possible to be in love with more than one person. We think about love being this all-encompassing, exclusive thing and it's really drilled into us through movies and culture and everything. Monogamy. That monogamy is big and and when you're in love with somebody, if you're truly in love with somebody, you couldn't imagine them doing fucking with other people even though they might enjoy that you know what i mean even though even though the other person your partner might enjoy it you look at it as this is i've only read two three chapters of the book but the idea is that we focus on the fact that it's a betrayal i'm your girlfriend and i fuck somebody else you're mine you look at that as a betrayal to you luca as opposed to pleasure for me your girlfriend right right and that and they're just kind of like that's weird and you can hold on to that if you want to but we're saying that that's been programmed to you from a long time that's right here's what brings me to you saying what you want and being clear about that my friends who are polyamorous tell me that the key to it in their experience was being upfront right away. You have to say, this is what I want. And if they go, well, that's crazy, you go, but I don't know if you heard me, this is what I want. The fuck? Okay, just a homeless person came in and started yelling. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad bullets didn't start flying. Uh, I immediately was like, where do I go? Where do I go uh, if the bullets are flying? uh, I use Pete as a shield. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be a great way to go. You just on the air, use me as a shield. I'm just thinking. I just up. walk you out. I just knock you out yeah. and walk you out in front yeah, of yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Take Pete's last words. Well, he was talking to his friends about how they pulled off being polyamorous, and then he went to he went to hell. And he just went there. God was like, "No, that's enough of that. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah, and you're not loved. Back cool anymore. off. Cool off. Yeah. Well, that's another point that the book makes is that the first thing that you learn is that like yeah. in a lot of religions. Is that your sex is a bad impulse, and I certainly did. Sure, yeah. So then you kind of learn yeah. uh, subconsciously that God doesn't like you because all you are when you're a youth is your sexual impulses. So you're like, well, thoughts. God yeah. doesn't like those. He doesn't like me because that's I'm just a factory of those thoughts and feelings right yeah. now. So anyway, they're just talking about. So I was like, at what point do you tell somebody that you're polyamorous? You know what I mean? And they were like, well, you kind of have to do it right, right away. If you need it, you yeah, say it right away. And then when I think about when you, I hear you saying that, even if you have something that you know someone might not like, like you're on a date or whatever. No, I love that. That's actually very fun. You mean like what? a fetish or something like that? Oh, I didn't, I didn't uh, even mean that, but please go. Because I've heard you talk about that once. What? Uh, Is he back? <laughs> <laughs> and this time with a gun. No, uh, uh, I don't see him. Is he there? No. Um, 
Los Angeles, everybody. I love that it's on the conflict issue on the while we're talking about conflict, and I was like, "Hang on a second, Pete. Yeah, (laughs) hey, buddy, that's not working for me. not working for me. <laughs> the guy's yelling about the ghost of Napoleon. You and need you're to like, get out of here. Read a Napoleon yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, good God. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're good. No, I did, uh, sorry. I should have let you finish. No, no, no. I was just talking about do you, if you wanted to do something like that, would you have a hard time? Let's say you're Luca and you want to be polyamorous. This is the question that you can come back to whenever yeah. you want. I'd like to hear what you wanted to say about fetishes. You're Luca and you want to be polyamorous. Would you be okay just sharpshooting somebody right in the face and being like, that's me, baby? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it on the first date. But yeah. I, but I would like – it's not me. Like I don't know I don't know that I could take that. I don't know that yeah. I – given the way that I've been either – I don't know if I agree with your friend saying it's all conditioning. I don't, well, that's kind of the book. I, I don't know if it's true. I see. I don't know, I don't know if I agree with that. Like it's just an empirical question whether or not there are some people that like just couldn't really take – I mean, it's like a co- it's like cognitive emotional ability. Like, right? Maybe some people can do that, and some people can't. Well, they whatever. have they have jealousy workshops, letting go of jealousy. I'm sure there are. I'm sure that there is conditioning involved, social sure. conditioning, without a doubt. And so we could maybe be a bit cooler, at least all of us, like with some of that stuff. But like, I'm just saying, like, I. I it's an empirical question whether or not, like, the human central nervous system is such that all humans could, like, be perfectly fine with polyamorous relationships. That's because the the brain and the, and the, and the you know, the central nervous system, like, is going to determine a lot about what psychologically we experience. You anyway. think we could see that in the gray matter of the brain? Like, we could figure <clears throat> it out? Well, that's a question, of, like, an epistemological question of what we can find out, what we right. can actually find. But maybe in principle, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I just think, as a matter of fact, it's like... Our, I, believe, I believe that our psychological experiences are all um, either identical with or uh, determined, fully determined by uh, physical things happening. In Interesting. Our, in, our, in our central nervous system. Bo Burnham was on the show and was a, was a pretty, made a very w- wonderful argument for no free will, just being like we're complete slaves to our systems and our brains. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, I think that's very plausible. I mean, I think, I mean, I think, uh, like in, uh, like, in philosophy, like I, 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 stu- I did grads. I forget if I told you I did grad school in philosophy. I saw that on your Wikipedia okay. page. I'd, I'd love for you to drop whatever philosophy. Okay. If anything really gets your fellow dick hard, I'd well, love to hear it. Okay, yeah, good. Uh, so, uh, so this is just, just really quickly. Like, there's, there are different uh, theories about what free will is, and I think there's some. There's like a very popular in philosophy view called compatibilism about free will, which is the view that like determinism and, and free will are actually compatible hmm. they're not mutually exclusive determinism meaning it's all set in stone meaning that every event that happens mm. and every or every choice i mean there's determinism about the world is that every event that happens was caused by prior events or something like that mm-hmm. right fully determined rather by by, by prior events mm-hmm. so like the big bang plus the law of physics gives you everything that ever happened or something mm-hmm. since then um and then that means for humans that every choice, which is an event, was determined by prior events. Um, and, um, and like so, like David Hume, like came up with. I think he came up with compatibilism, but it's like really popular now, which is just the idea that being free is really just having the freedom to do sort of what you want or to act for the reasons that you find important and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if you really look closely, it seems like that's um, compatible with like being determined as well. Does that just mean, and I'm sorry if I'm being stupid, does that just mean we are determined, but our perception of our determinism is just like, it doesn't matter as long as we're kind of like, well, I feel like I'm acting free, and it doesn't matter that it's really secretly determined? You fucking dummy. <laughs> no, it means, uh, 
Who? Why do I have to fucking have a conversation with somebody so stupid? No, it was. Uh, <laughs> I just like doing that. I, know. I just like it when somebody says, "I'm sorry if I'm stupid." I'm calling you stupid. I um, loved it every moment. It's so fun. Um, yeah. No, it's not. It's a. Uh, uh, it's not stupid. It's um. Um, so what's your question again? <laughs> I'm saying Sorry. is that is that another way of saying we do have free will if that makes you feel better? No, no, it, no, it, not really. It's 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 saying look, free will isn't what we thought it it was. Some of us, some of us think very clearly that it means um, I could have done otherwise in like the deepest sense mm-hmm. that like it doesn't matter in some sense uh, um, what happened before. I mean, it does a little bit, but it doesn't completely determine my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's a very common and com- like intuitive view of like what it means to be free and to have free will and to make free choices. Mm-hmm. Is that like, like I pick up my diet coke right now and I put it down right, and like the idea if uh, uh, the idea <clears throat> is that if I had what they call libertarian free will, which is the kind of free will that's not compatible with determinism. Um, that I could have done it differently, sort of pretty much no matter what happened before then, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. right? And then compatibilist free will says, um, uh, no, I was always going to do that, um, but it's free um, because uh, I got to do what I wanted to do. And that's the only kind of freedom that matters mm-hmm. is like being able to act in line with your desires and preferences and the reasons that you take to be important. And in fact, the compatibilist will say, what is it? What would anything else look like? Like, you, you, what would libertarian free will look like? You're you're acting f- like against your reasons, against your desires, like you're uh, uh, against like your character. That mm-hmm. seems almost random or something like that. And so there's there ends up being this like argument. I'm not saying that it's completely sound. I don't know what my view is exactly, but like that like the sort of more traditional like fully all the way down could have done otherwise kind of free will totally not determined kind of free will is just incoherent. It's not like a coherent notion. Mm. So we don't have it because we couldn't have it. It's impossible or something. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not everybody thinks that. But th- So there's, that's, there's like a debate in philosophy. But my, my, my original point was just that like tons of philosophers are, are determinists. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also think that, you know, and, and some of those, a lot of them think that we're also free. Be compatible. Yeah. Interesting. That. Very interesting. Kind of. How does that? Where? How do we get there from uh, fucking more than one person? We were talking. <laughs> oh, about the brain. I, I, I was. I was talking about the limit. Yes. The, the possibly hardwired limitations. I think it was Mike Kaplan, who's polyamorous, who told me that they discovered something in the brain mm-hmm. that they think is linked to this condition, this less jealous condition, the, yeah. the non-possessive. Yeah. It's not a gene. I don't know what it is, but they found something that they were like, something this physical. could be an indication of somebody being cool yeah. with, I'm with this person. They're seeing other people and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. In fact, I mean, it kind of, this is the only argument I can make and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it is the idea um, that if somebody has a friend, you're my friend, Luca, yeah. we go, uh, we did that movie together. We go way back to the movie. We go way back to the movie That's and it. we, we go to tender greens together Yeah, and we have laughs I drove and stuff. By it on the, yeah. And you're, you're my, uh, you're a guy who looks like he could go camping with me. That's right. <laughs> Even though he couldn't probably. Probably not. Yeah, we, yeah. we would definitely not have a good time. It would yeah. be horrible and we'd, we'd just see Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like take somebody like Moshe. Moshe is oh, yeah. like my high energy electronic cigarette, um, uh, 
high, uh, like hypersexual, weird past. Is he uh, hypersexual? I don't know him well enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, liter- literary guy wrote a book. So, like, cool. what do oh, Moshe? Yeah. Oh, he's a vegan. Moshe and I go and eat quinoa together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I would never impose. So, if I was, this is the one polyamory argument that I enjoy. I you have more than one friend. So, yeah. why would I impose and be like, yeah. I'm going to fr- be friends with Moshe now? And Moshe doesn't look like he could go camping with me. I, yeah. I, I want him to have the things that I liked in Lucas. I'm yeah. going to hope that he has them. I'm yeah. going to wait for the friend that seems to have all of it. And then I'm going to kind of like cut off the other friends. They're yeah. kind of like, you can have more than one friend. You can have more than one sure. relationship. Sure, sure. And that, that certainly makes sense. It's a, it's, but then at it's, some point, I, some I, of, I feel the jealousy in my stomach go, I could never plausible. But like, yeah. you can't just go from the fact, you can't just, I don't think it's a good argument to just point, point out like, we have multiple friends why can't we have multiple romantic partners? Like that's not enough. Like yeah, sure. I get the general idea, but it just might be that the the emotions involved, right? In roma- like I- inherently, in uh, romantic relationships, are uh, just a bit more possessive than that. And like just as humans, like we're animals. Like that's what right. Like and so like maybe a lot of some of us, maybe a lot of us, can sort of like work our way out of some of those the conditioning aspects of them at mm-hmm. least. Or even fight against whatever instinctual things we have mm-hmm. that make us possessive of our part, like romantic sexual partners. Mm-hmm. But like, um, uh, it doesn't mean that all of us can. No, certainly, it's just, it's certainly just not. Certainly right? like, not. Yeah. I think I really think it's just a matter. It's not. It's not. It's not anything you can really figure out from just like sitting around and like talking about it with with people who are for it and people <laughs> who are against it. <laughs> That's right. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, I, I mean, do. And, I and think often, it's funny. It seems like your friend is like reasonable. Like often people that like are into stuff that's a little bit different like that will like they'll just like overstep their bounds like theoretically and they'll just be like they'll basically be generalizing from their own case like in this in this way that's not sort of rational. They'll be like, look, I could do it. Right. So you could do it. We're both human, man. <laughs> and that's almost like Michael Jordan dunking and then going like, look what I can do, man. You can do it. Right, 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 like, right. Well, no, I can't, man. My body's not set up that way, dude. <laughs> so it could be like that, too. Yeah, yeah, sure, know, sure, yeah. sure. What were you going to say about the kinky thing that you heard on the show before? Oh, I just, I can't, I, I can't remember what, what show it was. But, like, I just think it is interesting and it's similar to the whole, whole like, disclosing polyamorous dis- the polyamorous like preference that if you have something very uh, unusual as a fetish or something like mm-hmm. that that's an interesting question whether well, or not you keep it to yourself like if you need to be shit if you need somebody to shit on your face to have like yeah. the the best most fulfilling orgasm right. and to feel seen yeah. as a person yeah. because that's what you've liked and you need somebody to love you right. like we all do all my quirks all my tics all my whatever if that's what you need, at what point, if ever, do you say, I want to know if you would shit on my face? <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, like, it's a burden. It's, it's a burden. No, it's funny and sad. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, I like, for whatever reason, I like ponytails. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying women always need to be wearing ponytails, <laughs> but I like I like them. And uh, I, I, I feel like I creep talking about it, but like... No, but, I love it. But like, so... So, uh, like, often my girlfriends will, like, f- for me, once it becomes, like, uh, I don't tell them, you better be wearing a ponytail at yeah, least but- three times a week. <laughs> but, like, they know it kind of, like, uh, interests me. Or yes. Whatever, you know? Yes. And so they do it. Like, they, they think it's, like, yeah, sure. Like, if, if I... Don't girls like rocking ponytails? It, it, a lot of them less do anyway. effort? Yeah, a lot of them do anyway. Yeah. So it's not... But, like, I don't know where I got that. Sure. Maybe it's because, like, you know, when my mom was changing my diapers, she had fucking ponytails. And yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. but it's, like... 
it, 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 oh, it didn't choose it, right? Right. And it could have just... Oh, you mean pigtails, don't you? No, I mean ponytails. Oh, you mean... I thought you said plural. One ponytail. Oh, I mean... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking over time. So, like, on Wednesday, she wore a ponytail. On oh, Tuesday, huh. she oh wore, I see, I see, I see. Ponytail, she wore a ponytail. Um, but yeah, each time there was just one ponytail, and um, and uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. It? But and so you know, it just in some sense, just uh, it could have been that instead of ponytails, I really got into people shooting in my face, and like because guess, because yeah. when I because when I was a kid, some like little girl that I was playing with shit on my face sure, or something. Sure, I don't, sure, sure. Who knows you what? You can't it was. choose that yeah. stuff. I have a yeah. bit about that. You can't choose what you're aroused by, and I'm that, glad that the right. stuff that turns me on happens to be on the main menu. It's lucky. You know what I mean? It's lucky. Yeah, it me is. Too, me too. Sometimes you got to put that extra piece of paper and be like, "Here's the chef's selections today. <laughs> One of them is, will you please shit on my face?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a whole spectrum of like yeah. more or less usual things, right? That, like probably are accompanied by more or less anxiety within a person about sure that kind of stuff I've heard that there's a window the window theory that like you have to introduce that sort of stuff relatively soon because typically what happens in a longer term relationship is you figure out the two maybe one maybe five things yeah. that you do and then you do them in, in a varying order it's like ballet you just kind of sexually shuffle it around sexually yeah yeah you don't invent any real new moves you're just kind of doing yeah. that stuff the disappointment of Many people. Yeah, sure. Not me, but I. But you basically have to, in the first three months, be like, "Hey, I want this or I want that," or you're kind of like in this weird. You've already set the standard for being okay with not withholding that, so like you kind of you run the risk of never getting that, maybe. And also, I think also there's like a moral question as to whether or not, like, like, like how okay is it to make somebody fall in love with you and get super attached to you. Oh, and then be like, and then say like, like, like so attached to you, and then say like, and then say like, I need this thing that you might not be able to give. Right. Um, that's it's arguably like, I mean, it's understandable. It's arguably like overly manipulative. You know? Like, yeah. Sorry, I just need to be able to slap a girl in the face while I'm coming. Right. It's like, oh god, like is that a deal breaker? We've been together for a year, and I'm right. totally in love with you, and I right. thought that we were going to, you have know, a family. Uh, yeah, have a family. I guess I'll let you slap me in the face, but she really doesn't want it, you know? Right, like, right, right, right. Like that's, you've put her in a really... So that's by the way, audience, that's a hypothetical, but yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, you put her in a, arguably in a really crappy situation. Yeah. If, if she's... I mean, if, if she's a woman that's just like, yeah, oh my God, awesome. Yeah, I've been yeah, waiting yeah, to tell yeah, you yeah, I like yeah, to be yeah. slapped in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, then great, you know? But it's uh, it's hard. You know? It is hard. Well, the sex thing is is hard for me, just in general, in the sense that you have the things uh, that you want to do sexually, and then you have the people you want to be with, and sometimes you have one and not the other yeah. in a certain relationship. Yeah, and yeah. is that a deal breaker? I mean, like for you, mm-hmm. how important is sex? It's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's important. So, like, if you did like slapping, just in, just as our fake example, would that be a deal breaker? Do you, are there things that it's I just don't like, know? I, I don't know. Like for me, like, like I, the older I get, the less I'm like. I'm attached to the idea of deal breakers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How old are you? I'm 30. I'll be 38 this summer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I always forget that you're older because you seem younger people than I forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm so youthful. you but, uh, got a youthful energy. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it used to be, like, when you're young and, like, super scared of, like, and I'm still super scared of, like, in, in relationships in certain ways, but, like, you have this bigger sense, I think, that like I will find somebody that has exactly everything I need, you know. Right. And the f- I think the fact is that like almost nobody. I mean, that's an unrealistic expectation. You need to find people with enough of the things that you need uh, uh, to 
to like sustain a relationship if that's what you're looking for or something like that. Right. It, it makes me think of that polyamory book again, and, yeah. then, and then you go, and then you. But that's another characteristic. It. That's another characteristic. Like you're saying, like so, you might find like multiple people that fill the different needs. Yeah. Right. Right. But well, that's their the, argument. The, the yes. characteristic of being open to that is in itself its own characteristic. Yeah. And so the woman or man that you're with may or may not have that characteristic. Right. right? Like, an, oh, and that's like, a big one to drop a, too. That's yeah. sim- that's the same as I like slapping people. But that's oh, that's certainly much yeah. bigger. I would say. I think plenty of men and women would rather have a partner that needs to slap sometimes <laughs> than a partner that needs to fuck others and fall in love with others sometimes. <laughs> Right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's very true. Where are you, where are you with the, with the broads? Uh, the dames. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been I've been uh, dating uh, a girl uh, Claire for almost a year now. It sounds like such a fake name. It's made up. I've been um, <laughs> dating Claire Huxtable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've been dating a girl named Claire for how long? Uh, for uh, almost a year now. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. How do, how do you meet this person? I'm, I, the, the reason behind these questions is I'm interested in the artistic people and the people that they date. Oh, right. I, uh, so I'm an artistic person. Yeah, that's you nice. sure are. Oh, that's nice. One of those creative types. What Youthful nice energy. Name. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Joaquin yet. I know. We have to talk about Joaquin. we got to get to it. Um, we will. Uh, so uh, I'm going to write it down. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin. Guacamole. I just wrote down walk. That's good enough. We made a lot of guacamole jokes. You that. actually wrote down J-A-U-C. Yeah. Is that is that walk or is that jauk? <laughs> How do you spell walk? I don't know. Actually. How do you spell guacamole? G-U-A-C? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is a collector's I'll item. wait. I'll wait until you correct that. No. So, uh, <laughs> so um, uh, wait, what was even the question? Uh, how did you meet Claire? Oh, we this met- Claire person who's <laughs> obviously uh, fake. Let me think. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we met at a dinner of a friend. We have this mutual friend. Um, uh, this she's Claire's Australian. And so Claire. Like, Claire. Like it's, Charlie on Lost. The, the Australian no, Char- girl named Charlie, Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't oh, she? like that woman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emily DeRaven or whatever her name is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Huh, like, weird. Yeah. She, um, it is weird. Did the smoke monster take her baby? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's Australian. And like years ago, I, went, I did like a summer program in New York where just a bunch of Australians were. And so I met like a bunch of them. And they kind of all know each other out here. And so like one of my... Australian friends um, uh, uh, introduced us at um, at a, a dinner, like mm. but, like well over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was dating somebody, and so like we didn't, you know, we just had a nice conversation. But mm-hmm. then, like uh, when she was single, months and months later, we we hooked up. Nice, bro. Yeah, man. And it's going well. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you a weird one. How often are you seeing this Claire if she is real? Like in a relationship that's that's spanning a year. We live together. You live together. Yeah, yeah. We moved in early. Nice, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. A, I've never lived with anybody, but I'm like a really intense beginning of relationship person. Me too. Like really intense. I'm real weird. I'm too. super intense, <laughs> and like it's you know it's messed stuff up before, and it's like but like she was supposed to be moving to New York because mm-hmm. uh, she'd been out here for a few years, and she just wanted it. She'd done like uh, a David Rabe play. <clears throat> She's uh, an actress. Yeah. Um, uh, like a new David Ray play, uh, that guy that wrote Hurley Burley. And uh, um, and she loved it out there um, when she was doing it. So she's like, I'm going to move out here. So we met like when she came back and she was like packing stuff up for a month and a half and fell in love during that time. Uh. And then she went back to New York to do uh, another play. And then um, uh, and then she came back because we were, we were hooked on each other. 
Okay, come on, sweet town, USA. It was pretty sweet. Put and then, on your snow cap. And then she moved in because she had to go to Australia. Yep. Soon thereafter, and it just like there was like where was she? she'd already given up her apartment, and so then when she was back from Australia, we'd already been living together, and we were just like, all right, let's see what happens. You had been dating how long when you moved in together? I mean, including a long distance when she was in New York for like a month or so, a couple months. It's really crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Nuts. It's real nuts. Super nuts. Super yeah. nuts. Super nuts. Party peanuts, bro. Yeah, man. That shit's party peanuts. Yeah. And it and it's going well. Yeah. So you've been together 10 months in the same house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, like people will go out of town for a little bit. But, like, that's, we've been, where we've lived is, is in the house that I was living in for the yeah. last, like, since October or so. And you're both actors. Yeah. So is that a good thing? Or does that, or does she, like... Yeah, you got another TV gig. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's secretly resisting. She's really, maybe she secretly does, but she's really nice about it. She's really nice about it. And she's done her own work and, like, and, like, and, uh, um, and, uh, it could, I mean, you know, obviously that could be a problem, but it, it's not. Yeah. For some you seem pretty chill. Like, you wouldn't even have that sort of stuff going on I, in I, your relationships. I, yeah, I don't think we do. I mean, I'm, I'm not chill in certain ways like I'm, i think i'm hard to get along with and i'm a hard person to be to dating really in what way to, i mean i'm conflict prone oh so you guys um we, butt heads yeah we'll fight you know but she's not like and she's like like a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of women mm-hmm. not to be sexist but just like to notice a cultural whether it's conditioned or whatever like um they don't like to um they don't like to like have lots of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones in my life haven't. Like they've like maybe a little bit, but you know, like that's enough. And like there's a there, at a certain point there's a there's a let's just not let's just like move away from this conflict and and right and and, and see if it like sort of shakes itself out and forget that it happened. Or right, something. right, right. And I'm always like, no, let's figure this out. You know, like <laughs> let's process this now. Yeah, and, uh, and that doesn't just always go over well. You know, and you just can't. You don't want to stop, or you do want to stop, and you can't stop. Uh, different levels. Like in the moment, I don't want to stop. Like sometimes I want to be. I want to be more. I want to be more able to stop. I want to yeah. be more able to like. And I've worked on, it and I am somewhat more like than when I was like 25, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And would you uh, not necessarily with uh, Claire. 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 Yeah. Claire. Claire. Uh, are you? Do you want to have a family? Is it something that you see for yourself? Um, Little pups. I don't. Uh, I'm indifferent. I'm still indifferent. So like, I think if the person I'm in love with, when it's time for her to have a baby, like, if there is that time, then I will. And I think that could be like really interesting and fun, but I definitely don't have this sense like that I need to need to have. You don't get pressure from your mom. No, no, no. I've never gotten pressure from. I get pressure from like my dad's uh, brother, like a little bit, but like, but I don't really care. No, I don't don't give a (laughs) shit. Your uncle is invested. Yeah, because his kids haven't had kids, and he he bought into the he bought into this thing that like I think a lot of. Some people I know out here even, which is a little bit weird, but some of my friends out here, they're, they're like, they're really, the men, are they're really into the idea of being a father. Mm. And, and, and some of them are like, they're so into that idea that like, it was like, it's like the most important goal that they have or something. Interesting. And that's just something I don't, I don't relate to at all. Right. It's the kind of person that would like, that would like look at you if you've, if you've like, like if they're hanging out with you and you like interact in a cool way with a kid, like a fun way, you know, or 
or they just know who you are and they're like, you know what? You make a great dad. <laughs> you know, like that kind of guy. <laughs> where you're like, you're like, oh, come on, man. Like, don't do that. Don't evangelize yeah, the fucking being a parent yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't need to be a dad in the way that you do. I don't right. know why you do whatever your, your parents did to you to make you feel that way. Can you do that? That was, you did the, such a good read on that. It was like a commercial. When you say, you know what, you'd make a great dad again because yeah. it sounded perfect. Oh, you want me to do it again? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like it was a, like a Mastercard commercial. You know what, man? You'd make a great dad. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> great pipes. Thanks, man. You do voiceover? Uh, I just auditioning for voiceover. Right <laughs> ah, it's so anyway. hard to book that yeah. stuff. You do, though. Mm. Uh, yeah. You have. I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I mean, you've voiced over that commercial yes, yes, series yes, of yes, commercials. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, there's speculation as to whether or not that's over. As, uh, people are like... Oh, really? I've been reading articles. I only know what people know. Sure. Uh, there, But there are articles that they're like, they're not doing it anymore. Oh, well. Interesting. It's still a really nice series of Thank commercials. You. Huh? you know what? Very popular. You'd make a really great dad. You bastard. <laughs> Um, you're one of them. You're one of them. Well, let's let's. We got God and we got Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. So let's start with God yeah. and we'll close with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Does that feel good? Sure. I feel great about it. Yeah. What? So you're you're yep. We're over ninety. Just like two minutes. Oh, we started at one ten. Yeah, I was late. Right. Sorry, man. I said I'm sorry. I thought you were cool with this. Oh my gosh. It's fine. Oh, wow. It's fine. Yeah, it's just fine. say it. It's okay. You can let it out. Express your aggression. I just don't think you should cut in front of me with those waters. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, let's. So you're a philosophizing fella? Yeah. And what are you, a god fella? No. No god. No, no god. No god. Zero god. Zero god. Point zero 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 one percent chance of anything, including a god? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying there necessarily is... N- no God. I'm not saying like I'm I'm a one thousand percent certain that there's no God. You're saying the evidence that you see points to no God. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that there is no good argument for the existence of God, and <laughs> and so therefore he's not needed to ex- he like the traditional he or even anything that anybody ever reasonably calls God. I don't I, is no, isn't needed to explain anything that happens or mm. something mm-hmm. and that's I think that's that would be the good reason to believe in God is to think well how else could we explain this right right and the, and, the, and 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 people try to to make that form of argument a lot but they it ends up being like um what if God wasn't an explanation or like a reason though oh yeah do you feel some sort of connection to an energy or a, or a higher power or like if we took it out of the solving of the problem of why are we here and how did we get here and I understand the frustration yeah. with filling in the blank and going sure. God and I, I'm like that's kind of a ruby way yeah. to do that or like you point ru- at lightning and you go oh that's God and yeah, we exactly. find out oh no it's not if we take that out and just go to the, the quiet hum inside of you that you're kind of like I think this is about more than just just carbon moving around. We got any of that going on, or are we just pretty much? Does that does that um, draw I, you in? I, I mean, I think no. I mean, like it's hard to know exactly what I think. What people? No offense. I just think like it's hard to know what people are talking about from my perspective when they say higher power, energy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think we live in a, probably just a material universe, right? Like, and I think that like even if there are things that are immaterial, like. Maybe consciousness is somehow maybe like our our the conscious part of our mind, the like the way that we ex- subjective way that we experience the world 
is tough to reconcile with like the world being completely physical or material or something. I, even if they're like problems like that, um, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't believe that like any energy is running the universe or uh, that we're all connected in any other way than um, really obvious ways mm. that like art shouldn't be very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, like we affect each other and like and all that that kind of stuff. But nothing, n- no higher power stuff. Do I believe in? I guess I'm trying to sure. say in, in an articulate way. I uh, recently was uh, reading about this, uh, very little about this study where they wanted to drop the crime rate in D.C. So this group of people went and like publicly meditated for a time. Yeah, yeah. And it did drop the crime rate. Like, well, that's not that can't be true. That can't be true that that they found out that that dropped the crime rate. Well, it that's certainly be, not true. It could be that there's the they the correlated. They did correlate. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. It was correlated that they this group. Well, here's here's what they said. Honestly. They said we've done similar studies where we've tried to manipulate. I don't know what they did. I'm I'm going to be uninformed, so I'm only going to tell you what I what yeah. I told what I was told. They said we've done similar studies, yeah, and we knew we would drop the crime rate in D.C. by this percentage based on our other studies. So the then people they, that were meditating were doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's already a problem for me. But go ahead. <laughs> I would want to know. <laughs> no, I understand. Were, it's like I want to know how many times it's been repeated. Yeah, like sure, this. sure, sure. I, I I'm with you there sure. too. I, yeah. I don't blindly buy into that. So when you hear something like that, your your thought is that's just not true. Well, my my thought is like I, I would just need to. It, my instinct is like I'd, I'd have to look at the study, and also I'd want people that actually know how how to do studies and look at studies. Right, who I am not right. Um, right, 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 to look at them, and, and maybe and if, these meditation and, people aren't either. <laughs> like maybe that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the new agey, the new age sort of meditationy, like sort of American spiritual co-opting of the eastern religion sort of stuff like those people use the language of science like a decent amount mm-hmm. in ways that they probably shouldn't i think like uh, you're out of your depth a little bit they are not you i'm saying to I, them. I mean i am too but they are i yeah. wasn't saying that's you <laughs> you're, I was, I was, you're out of your depth luca <laughs> why are Chill you out. doing this <laughs> um you clearly don't know what you're talking about i read it, it was true uh, yeah uh, no he, he, i just think you know they use they use words like studies and they use like scientific words and they sure. try, they try to like put physics with with the Tao and stuff like that yeah. and like and i think uh, generally um they it seems to me i don't know for sure but it seems to me that they don't know what they're talking about right that's all i understand since we did the dean del rey episode dean del rey and i talked about the idea that it was called the message from water and it was these people sent like positive vibes to water and negative vibes to another thing of water like they sell those waters that are like that right i well i'm sure they do i don't know i don't know if that's true but i bet they do but the idea is that you could uh, i'm holding this aquafina right now and i could tell this aquafina that i love it over and over and then and then it would change it somehow chemically mm-hmm. not not necessarily chemically but what they would do is they would freeze it and look at it under microscopes and the crystals would be different sure. either beautiful very traditionally beautiful or sure. ugly and on the on the show we were like well Occam's razor that's probably just not true like the water can't feel your thoughts it also can't read paper that you tape to it it just doesn't sound true either everything we know to be true isn't true or that isn't true as my as my friend Kumail likes to say you know what I mean like uh, either right, you Kumail. saw a ghost and everything I believe to be true isn't true, or you didn't see a ghost. So you probably didn't see a ghost. That's one way to approach it, yeah. But they did it on Mythbusters, and I and I didn't see the episode, but someone was like, no, they did that on Mythbusters, and they proved that it was true. Like a guy yelled at a houseplant, and the houseplant died, and he loved a houseplant, and a houseplant lived. I don't, I don't, so I, I, I don't have any kind of. You saw that one? Yeah, it was true. Is it a good episode? Yeah, they proved it. 
They yeah. proved it. Myth busting. I uh, I mean I um, I uh, don't know Mythbusters that well. But Me like, neither. Uh, I'm just quoting. I'm, yeah. I'm doing the worst job no, of I'm representing saying, this. No, no, I'm just saying. Because like, it's all hearsay for no, me. No, but to cut down to it, like, I think, like. I'm drinking your water. Yeah, yeah fine. Like, I, I think. I love this water. I think, yeah. <laughs> okay. I hate it. Fuck you. No, 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 Sorry, no, 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 no. Sorry. I wave at you. Be poison water. Be poison. No, 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 no. Um, so, uh, no, I, I look. My. my I don't think we know everything about how the universe works. I don't think we know everything about how the physical universe works. Yes. Even if that's all I understand is. what you're saying. So the like physical so universe. Like yes. if scientists discover that like, yeah, like us, us like interacting with water in certain ways that we didn't like think before actually changes the molecular structure of water. Like mm-hmm. fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's an empirical question. Yeah. Like, what I get a little weirded out by, or at least like immediately sort of like start like being skeptical about, is when people are coming from a more sort of like quote unquote spiritual place where they've been reading books that were written a long, long, long time ago by people that may or may not have been in, um, very informed. Oh, yeah. Or real. <laughs> yeah. Very informed about how the world actually works. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to have science prove the things that they are they already believe like they already believe this stuff right and then they're just trying to put it in science talk so that like contemporary people will will, will believe it right like, what i would be much more um interested in is when like if like the scientific consensus over time became yeah without an objective without yeah, without some, some kind of religious or spiritual objective like we discovered this really interesting thing about water right like, like if yeah. in the 60s a, a, a scientist really found out that tobacco cleans your lungs sure you know what I mean instead of being paid by the tobacco company to confirm that right. bias yeah yeah yes. and not just the scientists but then the community the repeat, community everybody repeated it yeah. so like guys we figured this out like right. we did the scientific uh, we used the scientific method right over and over and over again it's a repeatable you know sort of yep. sort of experience or stu- or some or we studied it in the right sort of scientific way and then yeah yes. so, that, so I I'm I'm totally open to the idea that like we can affect each other and we can affect physical things and certainly living things like plants like I mean I have no trouble believing that playing music to a plant somehow helps it like right I don't know if it's true or not but right. like I don't even want it to be true though that's like right, my, my yeah. point is like I don't want it to be true or not want it to be true yeah it doesn't make me feel better if that's true and yes. for a lot of people. It really makes them feel better. This reminds true. me of your conversation about children. You're just kind of like, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Like, you feel like, like oh, you've yeah. got a chill philosophy on these a things. A sort of neutral thing. A I neutral, think, a, a so. nice neutrality that I'm drawn to. Oh, that might be. And I'm enjoying it. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, dead over? We die, it's over? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Gone forever. I think, I think our consciousness is completely dependent on a functioning central nervous system. I mean, yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree, but I mean, sure. it makes perfect sense. Sure. I mean, like, I'd like to, I'd like you to be wrong is what I mean. No, but no. at the same time. There, there are plenty of, like, in philosophy, that, like, the philosophy of mind, like, one of the issues is, like, like, is, is consciousness um, uh, um, physical or is it non-physical? And, like, the dualists, which is a traditional view, like, think that like we were made up like i think this descartes if i remember right i might be embarrassing myself thought like we're made up of a couple substances one is physical and one is like mental or something Mm -hmm. and and they're different right and so like and so then and that's a very intuitive sort of common common on the ground layperson view like look my this stuff these feelings like this is like this isn't physical this is like 
I don't know what it is. It's something different, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is physical, and this is table is physical, and my arm, you know. Um, and so if you get to that belief, then you just have to figure out a way to believe that, like, the non-physical stuff can det- detach from the physical stuff, the non-physical stuff that is either the self or the mind or the soul, if that's what people, you know, mm-hmm. want to talk about. Um, and if it can survive the destruction of the body, it just doesn't like to me. It seems like, you know, you open somebody's head and like like start start dragging a fork around in it, and like their consciousness is deeply affected. They're like right. like deeply affected, right, or destroyed, right. And um, that's not proof, but like we just have lots of evidence that like physical trauma. Well, like someone has a stroke, mm-hmm. and then their consciousness is very very different, and the way it is for. From the inside, yeah, it's right. very, very different, right? And, and that's very that that that's very much in line with the idea that like we need this stuff up here to uh, to have consciousness. Very depressing, is it? it to me, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it is I'm, to a lot of people. I just, I just, it's not too much for me to handle. We have this no, view represented all the time, but it's just like I, it, it just makes me sad. Uh, this has come up a bunch. I w- car accident hit my head, felt different. I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't. I do. I don't like that betrayal. That it changed like, me. This whole yeah. thing that I am. I feel better now, but I'm like that whole thing that I was is contingent on this stupid fucking mass of wet gray shit. Feels too fragile. Or something. I hate it. You're. You, this was a while ago. It was. A, it, I, I'm tired of talking about okay. it. I, um, so I have to assume that the people listening are. Like, yeah, we okay, get it. Okay. I'm just saying, like anything happens to your brain, it changes. Super scary to me. It changed the way I was meditating, all the like spiritually sort of things I was doing, the way that I would receive information that I read or was told was going through a different kind of lens. It, it had tilted the projector a little bit. Something can happen to your brain or my brain, either disease-wise, yeah. you know, bacteria-wise, virus-wise, whatever, accident-wise. Mm-hmm. They can make it so you don't remember anybody that you've ever met for the rest of your life. Right. Right? Yep. Or that you don't remember who you are. Right. At all. Or you don't remember how to tell jokes. Yep. That's that all can happen, and we know that, right? Yeah. It's very scary. It's terrifying. And it's sad. And it, it is sad. Like, it's totally scary. Like, I'm I'm kind of Woody Allen-ish in this way. Like, I think, like, death is the end, and that is very sad. That's very sad. Right. I mean, like, a lot of atheistic kind of people will be like, no, man, that's fine. Like, that's like, who cares? Like, you know, like, I, I'm not sad about the fact that, like, I didn't exist before I was born. Why would I be sad about, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like for human beings, it's like really sad that, like, my dad, I will never see my dad again. That mm-hmm. was over. In 1987, when my dad died, that was, you know, the last chance I had of ever interacting with him mm-hmm. until, like, the sun blows up and afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and it feels horrible to me that, like, my family now, uh, either I will go and they will be sad or they will go and I will be sad and we will never talk to each other again. Mm-hmm. Super sad. Hmm. Tragic. Tragedy. We're, we're immersed in tragedy. No, I think, I think human <laughs> life is tragic in lots of ways. Yeah. Like, fundamentally. But it's also, like, really lovely and beautiful in, lot, in lots of ways. If you, like, focus on the right things, then you can, like, feel that and, like feel inspired by it and feel invincible at times and like feel really cool interesting feelings and experiences that like seem totally worth having i mean like if the option is like just like jumping off a bridge and like saying goodbye forever now mm-hmm. or like having some of the, a lot of those feelings for over the next like 20 30 40 whatever years mm-hmm. and then having to say goodbye forever i'd take the latter like every time why not even though it doesn't mean anything well, no, um, even though it doesn't mean anything capital M, like in the way that we used to think 
uh, or that religious people need to think like there's a purpose to the universe and a, that's way bigger than us. But it means something to me. Yeah. Like, it means, I mean, honestly, it just does. Like when I'm happy, that's meaningful to me. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to the universe and it doesn't mean anything to like all the strangers in China, you know, like, but it means something to me and that's actually important to me. Right. Yeah. And that's what you can control. And you're controlling what you can control. Your own Probably, mind. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, may, you have thought more about that than the, the, like, what you can control and what you can't. I just mean, like, from the inside. You're oh, right. I, didn't, I didn't even mean the free will thing. Uh, no, I just mean, like, like, not focusing too much on, on what you can't control. You know, like, I probably haven't, haven't, haven't habituated that enough. Like, I'm just saying, as a natural fact, as a na- it flows from my beliefs that I've come to since I was, like, a younger adult. Like, that, like, that, like... If something feels profound to me, um, then it likely is profound in some important sense. And if it feels, if I feel happy, then I am happy. And if that feels like important, then it is important. Right. It's it. it I, I don't mean it's important to you know right, right, right. that guy down in Hollywood right now or the guy that just walked in and yelled at us or whatever. Right. But it's important to me. That's all I mean. So maybe it's a relative importance of some sort. But right. That's not nothing. Right. It doesn't feel like nothing. Doesn't make it meaningless. Yeah. That's it's meaningful it. to you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. our personal friend, our buddy. He's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. I don't know him. I don't know him. I you know, know him way better than me. I barely know him. Well, I let's tell the story. You and me were in a yeah. movie yeah. that we hope we're still in when it comes out. I have, by the way, run into. I've. I've. Run, I don't know if I, I. I've run into Spike a couple of times in Spikey the, J. Spike Jones, our buddy, <laughs> my good friend. Uh, yeah, and over in in the neighborhood, and. Uh, and like I, I like a very like gingerly go like so uh, still in the movie like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like really nice he's like so far so good yeah. so I think we're I think as of yet because we're, we're in the same scene we are still yeah we yeah. Have, we have the same scene. <laughs> isn't so. it weird how long no it he blocked no I blocked Pete uh, out I blocked Pete out <laughs> like they put the anima, uh, the digital job of the hut in front of me <laughs> we just thought it would be weird it just airbrushes like <laughs> like they, they took another shot of like nothing and then put it over you. <laughs> It's clearly a different time of day. Yeah, it's yeah. completely bad. The light's a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like adds to the weirdness of the movie. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so we uh, we didn't audition together, but we got we found out we got. We the did. Part. No, we did audition together. We it's did okay not. That you don't remember? That. No, we did. We did. Not the, the first end. time. Not the first time. Yes, the, the first second time, time like, I was I had, like, the first like, one. Like Kroll was in there. And, like, yes, yes. People I don't know, like Hannibal Burris, who's like yeah, Burris yeah. Was in people there. People say like, Hannibal. Yeah, that, Hannibal? that's yeah. yeah. Hannibal. Well, I, but I don't know him. Like, yeah, I, I, that was the only time I've ever met him. Well, it was weird because that whole experience. I remember talking to Nikki Kroll about it. Was the idea that um, it was ensemble? So you it go was a in three person audition, a three person audition, improv, and if you got much. two knuckleheads, you were pretty much fucked. Like yeah. it was the strength of the group had a lot to do. with I think it. that had a lot to do with it. And I also I remember walking out just going like, uh, "That was super fun," and there's no way I'm getting a callback because. Yeah. Because Nick Kroll is uh, like way funnier than I am, and way, and he's better in like a room, and he's like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm bad in a room, but he's just, I, it seems to me he's really good in a room, yeah, and yeah. Um, and, um, and I was like, I, I probably didn't contrast well to that, but I didn't know what they were looking for, sure, and it, and it turned out that they were looking for, for the the role I ended up getting, I think, like something. 
uh, maybe a little bit more laid back in the way that like you've experienced right. in parts of like our discussion today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is something you don't have any control over. Right? Right. Like, right, right, right. So but then they brought me back a couple of times and one of those times you I think you were in there. It might have been the last time with when Spike was when there. Spike with, yep, mm-hmm. And and Cassandra the um, Yep. the casting director. The, so you're good in a room nailing the names. What's that? Yeah. Nailing those names. She's great. That's great. And uh and um and uh, and you know who else was in the room at the at the end was this might be like totally te- you're not supposed to do this but like I don't think so. Dash Mihawk or whatever you say however you say Mihawk or Mihawk he's in Ray Donovan which is a cool have you seen the no, pilot no check out the pilot it's a cool pilot really he's like a really cool actor oh wow but anyway um yeah and so it was you me and this guy Sam that got that ended up getting the three parts mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I, you're right I did I did do it with Sam yeah. I remember because acting makes me so uncomfortable and he has to look at me like he's mad at me. And every time he looked at me like he was mad at me, I, I, was, I wanted to be like, I was just kidding. I'm just saying just, the lines. I'm just acting, man. I'm yeah, just yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah. Was just, like, Are you really mad? It was pretend. Yeah. It was pretend. Yeah. And I told you, so we got to shoot the movie and yeah. I, it was a thrill to act against, as they say. So I'm talking to yeah. Guacamole. Yeah. And every time Guacamole had to do this like fake laugh, fake meaning real, but acting laugh. Yeah. And every time I thought I had made him laugh, but he, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I was just like, I made Joaquin. I break. Did it. I he did breaked. It again. Ruined this take. I made him laugh. But Sorry, then Spike. He did it every time because yeah. he's an actor. Yeah. I was so struck an with his. An excellent actor. An excellent actor. So How casual he was. He was just walking around, smoking half of a cigarette, then putting it but out. Let's start with we, we got our yes. makeup done. Okay, okay. So I got the job really quickly. I know we don't have much time, but. We have uh, all the time I, we want. I got the job. We got the job. I we was, got the beat. I was playing his. Uh, the best friend character, yeah. And so I think I don't know, but I think in order to make sure that 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 he didn't want me fired or something, yeah, I was called in for a meeting with That's Spike, right. Spike and Joaquin. After that, yeah. after we got the job, little chip and dip with guacamole, little chip and dip, some guacamole, <laughs> uh, some chips. No, it was a super fun, like crazy hangout yeah. for it, and like literally best friends forever. That show that I've been on, that Lennon and Jess yep. did, had just sort of been like pulled, and I was like sad. And uh, what a better way to cheer me up yeah. than to be called in to Spike Jones's office. Yeah, for so a we hang dip. we hang out for for an hour and have a lot a lot of fun, and they don't fire me. And then we show up like a month or two. Whatever. Do you remember anything like, from that meeting? Yeah, it was like it was just like joking around. I was doing bits like like somebody that has been trained at UCB might do, yeah. and like because it's like. Did my, you feel like the two of them were looking at you to do stuff, or was it kind of a, a no, mutual? No, I didn't group? feel that way, even though it might have been true. Yeah, like I, I when I get into a room like that, I do. I, I am good. At, I'm pretty good usually at like connecting and finding like the rhythm of mm-hmm, the room that like mm-hmm. that 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 is comfortable for people i think like maybe they fucking hated it but they didn't fire me we just they we just we hung out and we talked and we joked yeah literally didn't talk about the movie really yeah, hardly yeah, at all yeah, like yeah, yeah. and so that's why afterwards i was like right this was to make sure that like i'm not a dick a total or piece of shit yeah, yeah mm-hmm. some some kind of like i sit right next to joaquin and go like buddy i'm such a fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're out of here uh, yeah but um they vetted you probably yeah. probably they never told me but i, I assume mm-hmm. and then and then we showed up um, uh, at the at the at the movie, like at the uh, like offset, where before they drove us to set, and we're getting our makeup done, and you and I are like joking around, and and Joaquin comes in and he's there and like and I feel like a big shock because I'm like, what's up, man? Like I'd already met him, ah, yeah. And uh, and um and then we fast forward a little bit, we drive to set in, in the van, van together. 
Yeah. Me, you, and Joaquin. Me, you, Sam, the three of us, like, sort of, like, lesser... Yeah. I mean, I guess we're lesser known. Uh, le- <laughs> <laughs> lesser known people. Yes. And, uh, uh, and no, and Joaquin was in there, and Samantha Morton was in there. Yeah. Who I don't know if you uh, are, are a fan of her work yeah. or not, but, like, yeah, yeah. from Synecdoche, Synecdoche New York. York. Like, yeah. she's, she's wonderful. And the Woody Allen movie with Sean Penn. She's, like, amazing. And yeah. you and I... I think we're probably a little bit nervous. I don't know about you. But I, was I was jacked. I, yeah. I remember. I want you to tell the story because I remember one key line. I think from the story that you'll probably get. Well, just in in the in the van, we were just like, oh my god, like here we go. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. driving up to this house, and um, and um, and, and you and I are just telling jokes and jokes and jokes and bits, jokes. Bits, and you're, bits, yeah, bits, and you're bits. you're better at it, but I'm like, no, so we're you, doing bits. You're doing bits, and like. And like and, and and Sam is a really nice guy, but he's not like a quote unquote comedian. Right, right, right. And um and Joaquin isn't a comedian. And right. like so all these people were just like watching us and kinda of laughing and Yes, like, I remember it going very well. I think we were doing it. Because I was nice. very sensitive to the idea that we should be quiet if that's what it's called for. That's right. But we started we felt getting it these out. laughs. We felt it out. Certainly not just imposing. The vans the van warmed. The to van us. warmed very nicely. <laughs> like if you're doing stand up and, and we improv, started yeah. pinging and ponging. Yeah, we were pinging and ponging. We we make it all the way up, and that was a nice first stretch yes, of our that day. Was, that was an important stretch. Was, Here's the part that Joaquin looked at us and he goes, "How are you doing this?" Yeah, did he? That's what he said. Yeah, I think I remember. I'll that. never forget that because he That's was right. laughing and laughing and he laughing. Was. Yeah. And then when he talked, I was like, "Oh no, he's going to say I have a headache or shut the fuck like, up or whatever." And like, he what's just, your name again? Can you please be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, "How are you guys doing this?" Yeah, he was really nice. About <laughs> yeah, it. it was such a sweet compliment. It and was then, really nice. And yeah. then we get up to the house. And um, and and it's beautiful, gorgeous house, beautiful house, uh, like overlooking the city, and um, beautiful view. And we were there for the day, yeah. And like, and there's fucking like Joaquin is there, Samantha Morton's there, Spike Chris Jones Cooper, there. Chris Cooper drops by, Chris Cooper just popped in he to say hello, and smoking we, American Spirit, the was that orange what pack. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. And we, you, me, and Sam, like when we were in a scene, we're sitting at a table with, with him, Chris overlooking the city of Los Angeles, yeah. talking about acting with Meryl Streep, yeah, with Chris Cooper, and talking about his son and his yeah. family. He Amazing opened stuff. right up, like. Incredibly nice. Yeah, person. I know everybody in Hollywood always a super nice person. I know, but, but he was genuinely sweet, nice, yeah, open. Person. Yeah, and uh, and and um, and it was. Un- and I remember saying to you, like at one point, like well, we were waiting for our big scene to actually still be because there were a, b- a number of scenes. What's interesting, what I learned that day, something that I've known, I guess, a little bit from doing sketches and videos, yeah. was that like you gotta save your energy for when they turn the cameras around on you because you're doing the scene over and over and over and yeah. over. Did you had you had you worn yourself out? A little? I just remember being so funny that in that morning in the van and just really feeling like a riff machine. You were engaging with you and en- engaging with Chris Cooper, just you so are. thrilled, burning clean white energy. Oh, I see. And yeah. then we ate lunch. Oh, yeah, that's tough. And then lunch. I was like, mother. Fucker. Yeah. So I was very careful. I ate a small lunch and I actually... But you did a great job. I, I don't think I told you... Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I went and I found a... I tried to find a spot that I could meditate at the house. Oh, good idea. Because that'll like rejuvenate me. Yeah. And I went over and I found this quiet little corner and I just sat on the ground and it just looks like you're napping, basically. I don't put like my fingers in any weird position. But I was just sit, it's a, as a grown man sitting with his eyes closed. It's a little weird. Yeah. So I'm like, no one will see me over here. I'm sure. And I close my eyes and I'm probably... You do it for like 20 minutes and I'm probably 15 minutes in which means I'm fairly deep. Uh, And then I hear what is the worst thing to hear. It's a mother and a small girl 
like a you're like a three year old child who yeah. was in the pool, one of the extras. Yeah, and she and the girl are going to change and get naked, like. I'm here and there's like a tarp thing hanging between me. It's like George when he's in the hospital on Seinfeld and the hot uh, hot nurse is giving a sponge bath to the the other woman. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm not. Of course, I'm not aroused by this. No. But the fear but is you're the, worried the tarp perception. Of course, is that I just snuck up to get front. I got front row seats yeah. to the pet the Peta X Files. I was right there. Did you guys hear that Pete Holmes a pederast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like. What do I do? I was like, and I'm also very chill and dead at that moment. I was like, yeah. it's fine. I'm not doing anything wrong. And they came you can't over control here. Everything. But I, I really got a little bit of panic from That's it. That's funny. Because I only funny. heard it. I did, of course, I didn't open my eyes, but I knew they couldn't see me because they didn't acknowledge me. Yeah. But I heard like, mommy, it's on my butt or whatever. And you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. My hands are clean. <laughs> I, was t- I wanted to be like, you. why are you doing this? Don't get me kicked off of the set. I, I, that's the thing. Is, it's a weird thing to find a private area at someone else's house where you're filming a movie yeah. and they're naked children. Yeah. Real close. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I got, you know, of course. But it weirdly happens to a lot. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we finished uh, lunch and then we turned it around. But what yeah. what, what are your other memories? Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we were hanging out. For, oh, I remember saying to you, just like the, 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 the weirdness of the mood. Like, like. So it, it ends up being, I think it's going to be like, it's a comedy, but like, like people like us, I think normally audition if we are auditioning, not always, I mean, but like often, more often audition for like something like a Will Ferrell movie or like, sure. a, you know, something really funny and cool like that. And here we are with these. Here like, we are like in this totally different, just like, what were the odds that this would ever It's a happen? weird world. You know, it's it's weird, weird enough world. if we get in like a weird Will Ferrell movie, I'd be like calling everybody I knew. You know, like, yeah, 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 sure. But like this is like a separate thing. Here it's we so, are with Spike Jones and, and Guacamole. Yeah, no big deal, yeah. If and I had I, seen, I've said this on the show before, if I had seen the Master, which is now like one of my, one of my favorite movies of all That's time. Great. I love that. I would have shit my pants even harder. I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. You did shit your pants. I did was. shit it my pants, but it would have been more velocity. worse. Yeah. So then we did our scene, and our scene was cut up into two. Was, the front part was me and uh, Joaquin sitting uh, by a pool, and then mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. Sam's characters come up, and we finish the scene out like all together. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. Like, it mm-hmm. was like, I've never, like, I've worked with, like, I haven't worked a ton, but, like, the, the the directors on TV and stuff that I've worked with are really nice and everything. But, like, Spike Jones was, like, the, he was incredibly the coolest, sweet the coolest, fucking person. The coolest. He, like, he just, he just, like, trying to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. And he like, came up to me once, and we're doing it, and yeah. I was improvising a lot, yeah. which was terrifying because I've never done a film before. Yeah, it's a but real I was film. like, I mean, when I auditioned, I improvised a lot, so I'm going to improvise a lot. Yeah. And uh, but the other thing is, that we're not allowed to know. We certainly can't talk about the movie at all. But we right. also, even as an actor in the film, weren't allowed to read the script or know anything about it really, right. other than your page. It's like Breaking Bad. You just get like your one side. Right. Watch, watch like this little thing that we're talking about the movie get us cut out of. The movie. I know. <laughs> It, it crossed my mind while we were talking. I was like, we got to be careful not to say <laughs> yeah, anything. That's right. But we haven't said anything about the movie. But yeah. knowing, not knowing anything about the movie, you don't really know what you can improvise or not improvise. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm a single person or if I'm a married person. Like, yeah. So you, you, when you're improvising, you think you can just make those things up, but you don't know if you're jeopardizing the story in right. some way or another. Right, right. So I remember Spike came up to me in between takes, and, and he, he came over to me, and I was like, uh-oh, this is it. He's going to be like, Get you're out. a fraud. I <laughs> I made a mistake. This is, this is All he said was, let's do one as scripted. And I was like, okay. 
That's really nice. That was it. It was nice. It wasn't like a... He was, he was very he, kind and gentle, and, and it calmed me and soothed me. When he came up to me, likewise, like when I was, it was at the beginning part, and I'm acting with, uh, with Joaquin. The walk? And, yeah, the walk. And I'm like, of course, I'm like, you know, like, what am I, what am I doing here? I, yes. don't, I don't think that's too much a humble brag. I think it's clearly right. the right response yeah. uh, in that scenario. Like, yeah. what am I doing here? And, uh, um, and, um, <clears throat> and like he stops and Spike comes in and he like privately talks to, to Joaquin, like, you know, like about whatever and, uh, like for the next, uh, take. And then he comes over to me and he like puts his, he goes and you, and he puts his finger on my cheek and he goes, you're cute. Ah! And then he walks away. And it made me feel really comfortable. That is great. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. This That's great. It really made me feel more comfortable. I love that. Yeah. So you, how did you get his number? He was. Um, so you got Walk's number. I got Walk's number. I, I, <laughs> I went to his phone and I looked it up. No, I. No, I worked one other day. Right. And, uh, and and I worked with Joaquin and Rooney Mara. What were on this this other day that I worked in this different location, and like and it was like it was a while after. I don't know if it was weeks after or whatever. And. Joaquin remembered me, and he's like, "Hey, well, wait, uh, welcome back." And it was really nice, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And we did some more joking and stuff. And like at the end, he was just really—he liked bits. He liked bits. He came over to us in between takes to do bits. Yeah, like he, he wanted to hear bits. Yeah, I remember that being like liked, a thing. He likes, yeah, he likes bits. He, he's, <laughs> he likes bits. He he's, wants uh, some bits. He wants the bits, and uh, <coughs> and uh, um, like a great sense of humor, right? And, uh, and he. Um, and so we're, you know, doing bits and making each other laugh and stuff like that. And uh, and then at the end, after we shoot it all, like, he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, like, uh, give me your number. You know, like, let's switch. And so he initiated. And I was like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we switched it and w- we gave numbers. And I was like, I'll never use this. Why would I? Right. Why would he ever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I'm great. But, like, he's got lots of people to hang out with, I'm sure. And, uh, sure. And so... Um, yeah, like I, I te- like we texted. We did a couple rounds of texting. Yeah, and like over the course of months and months, and like and and it never like nothing ever like sort of happened about like hanging out. And then one one day, I'm I'm working on uh, when I was working on up all night. I was uh, in this uh, sort of like lying around all day sort of period because I wasn't in a s- couple scenes, and I just like I was like all right, I'll try one more time, and uh, uh and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, it's uh, you know, Luca. <laughs> like, you, yeah, it's a text. Yeah, know, like, you want to yeah. gra- you want to grab you want to grab some dinner? No worries. If not, hope hope all's great. You know." And like right away, he gets back and he's like, "Luca, what's up, man? I'd love to." Right. Like in my experience, you have to hit these people right at a good time. I, I don't want to sound like too much of a calculated friend seeker. But it, no, knowing the way that I respond to text, sometimes a text comes in and I'm in the right mood. It's the right time of day. And you hit them right back and you make a plan. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm a, right. a cool it, like walk. I'm just saying it's a regular it, person. You don't thing. have to be cool like walk to be like that. I think, I think human beings, <laughs> we, just did, we just made something cool like yeah. walk. But like, I, 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 and he is very cool. But like, I, I mean, very popular. Like when you become right. a famous right, right, film right, actor, right, 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 right. then that's a, you're you're dealing with different interact kind right. of social that's interactions. Right. That's but right. like, but even just like relatively normal people, you like to be approached in a nice right. way. Right. Sure. And so, but you hit it at the right time. I, I, I got lucky and hit it at the right time, and he was in a good mood or something, and and uh, and um, and felt like hanging out. And so yeah. we, we had dinner, 
And uh, well, that's what blew my mind is you went to a regular restaurant. Yeah, like I was like, where does Joaquin go? Some door yeah. that's in a brick yeah, yeah. wall that just looks like the wall, yeah, and yeah. you tap on it twice. And I, I, I would say, it, but I don't want to say it if it's his like regular hangout sure. or something. But, but you but, just like, went to like a regular. Just spot. went to a regular spot and like ate some food, and um, his buddy he, he brought his his friend uh, Emil Hirsch, right. Um, who was in from Into the Wild? The, the movie that we referenced that we just earlier. Sh- yeah. Shit on the character yeah. he was playing. I enjoyed the movie. I, th- I enjoyed the movie too. Yes. By the way, like Emil, th- you killed it. I thought he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did. No, I really did think that. Yeah, yeah, and like, sure. Even though I disagreed with the character's uh, right. journey, um, right. in some sense, but uh, and we just sat around for like a couple hours and like talked, like joked, and like, yeah. and ate, and yeah. that was that was uh, that was my thing. That was what happened. I love it. Yeah. I love it, all that story. Yeah. What a weird life. Weird, weird life. We got a weird one. We do, yeah. 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 We're just surfing around and it's weird. That's what happens, I guess. If and you it, just hang around this town long enough and yeah. get a couple of jobs. Well, I do love the part of the story where you're not a dick because that's an advice that comes up. That's a piece of advice that comes up time and time again. You, you have mean? the meeting, you and Spike and, and Kool Aid. Oh, walk. yeah. It, will you not be an asshole? There are people that I've worked with on set uh, that come up and within seconds you're like, this is someone I would never want to work with. And it's not because they're like, hey, i got a cigar and nachos. It's not like that. There's this you're weird... You're saying when, they, when they're approaching the person that has a decision about whether yeah, or not they... Yeah, you can be very off-putting in a friendly way. And like you, often it comes up as like people will be desperate and if you're overly selling themselves. You're overly friendly. Yeah. I, and by the way, like I'm sure that I... I'm guilty of that sometimes. Oh, we've done that. We've yeah, both done yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely. We're just like, oh, what are you doing? Like I've gotten, yeah. we've had the benefit of, you have meetings with like executives or whatever, and I, my agents have called me and been like, um, I don't know how to say this, but <laughs> you got to turn it down. I got that call. They, my agent had to be like, turn it down. Whatever you're doing, dur- turn it down a few clicks because yeah. you're, you're scaring people. Yeah. And I was like, what a valuable thing. Most people go through their lives just being an idiot. At least I got some notes. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, the agent knew that you're going to have a bunch more meetings, more meetings and, and you yeah. can't afford to be an idiot all yeah. the time. And it, but it's, it takes a big – it takes a, like a big uh, – it takes a, the right attitude and a healthy attitude to hear it and yeah. like process it and go like, yeah. got it. I went through all the grief. I was like, I would that say, guy's an idiot. I'd, I'd, be, embar- probably, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have been. I've embarrassed myself. Yeah. Like, just like being overly enthusiastic in sure. the wrong situation. Well, that's why in the van, what did we do? We warmed up the van. We, we felt out the van. We warmed it up. We made that five-minute ride feel like a four-second ride. I think we really did them a big favor. We killed it. Yeah. When that film's a hit. Yeah. It's because of us. Attribute that van. There should be a special thanks at the end to <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, you know what? Next time I bump into Spike, I'll, yeah. I'll broach the subject. Yeah, yeah. Because you're bros. Oh, man. We hang out all the time. And bros broach. We do not. We do not. This was great, man. Yeah, I'm so happy. It's always just good to have an excuse to hang out. Yeah, for sure. And I'm thrilled that we did it. Me too. uh, Would you say keep it crispy? Of course. Would you say it how you said the line before, you'd make a great dad? In fact, would you say, you know what, you'd be a great dad and then say keep it crispy? Because that'll really get it for me. You know what, man? You'd make a great dad. Keep it crispy. I'm not done laughing. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Luca. Thank you. I'll see you. See you later. Yes. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.